Oh, hey, kiddo. How was the hill? Educational. Oh, learn a new trick? Yeah, the trick to a happy, fulfilling life, maybe. I learned that mountain air unleashes my inner peace. And rip and pow while the whole crew's all, you induces spontaneous joy. Okay, uh, that's nice. The Icon Pass lets you do you at 50 destinations worldwide from 249 Adult. Drop in for next winter now and save at IconPass.com. What's cracking, guys? We got, I see Andy in the chat. What's up, Andy? Good to see you here, man. Andy's asking what I was drinking. This is, it's a tonic. It's like a, they call it, it's like tonic water. But it's made, tonic actually, the, the bark, that tonic water was originally made with. And now they use some sort of a synthetic version. But it came from a tree that's uh, native to the area we live in. So I've got a friend that he, uh, they brew beer and stuff. So it, come, it looks like it's beer, but you can see it's clear. See that? It's just a tonic water. I might drink a couple of these. Today. They're so tasty. Kind of expensive, but my buddies make it, and I enjoy it. It's enjoyable. It's got that chichona bark up in there. What's up, guys? Where your masks at? I'm not. I don't see any masks in the chat right now. What are you guys doing? This is dangerous. This is dangerous. But you know what? At least, at least Dancy Diaz. How dare you? Oh. At least Dancy Diaz is keeping it safe. As a species, <clears throat> the most destructive, the horriblest, the cruelest we get it. We get species it. that has ever walked on planet Earth. Oh, I had to shorten that one. I'll just cut it off at, how dare humanity? How dare humanity? Thank you, Michelle Lowe. <laughs> Humanity. How dare you, manatee? How dare you, Michelle Lowe, you damn manatee? There we go. There's the mask. There's the muzzles. Right. Mandatory muzzles, mandatory liberation, because the, the muzzles are keep you safe. They're going to liberate you. Just like in the Bolshevik Revolution. Just like the women's and LGBT liberation in revolutionary Russia. So here's a, uh, here's a website, socialistalternative.org. Young people internationally are being politicized by the oppression of women and LGBT people. Opening up debates as to how this discrimination and inequality can be ended. Emma Quinn, Socialist Party in Ireland, looks at the experience and, uh, of the Russian Revolution and the radical progressive measures induced by the Bolsheviks that were seen as part of the initial steps to bring about the full liberation of these two oppressed groupings. So the Bolsheviks, they were so progressive. They wanted to liberate the women. They wanted to liberate those women. And they did. No other event in history has been more distorted by the capitalist establishment, that she says, than the Russian Revolution. And you know what? I would agree with that first statement she says. That first statement, no other event in the history, no other event in history has been more distorted by the capitalist establishment than the Russian Revolution. Within revisions of the revolution, the role of women is scarcely mentioned. The massive gains for women won by the revolution, even less so. You know why the so-called capitalist establishment has distorted your Russian Revolution? You know why? They've distorted it because the so-called capitalist establishment bankrolled it. <laughs> Where do you think Trotsky's money came from? Trotsky was almost a billionaire when he died. 
Trotsky was almost a billionaire when he died. And this women's liberation, sexual liberation, LGBT stuff, nudist um, pornography, this same weapon. This same weapon has been used against culture after culture after culture. It was used to bring down the Russians. It was used to bring down the Tsar. It's been used to take down civilizations for a long time now. And the British establishment knows, knows very well how to do this. They know very well how to break down the psyche of a population and impose a new order on the mindscape, impose a new order in the worldview, to reorder their worldview. This is worldview warfare. That's what it is. It is worldview warfare. I got a super chat from Dancy Diaz. Dancy Diaz, what's up? Me gustaría un poco de leche con... Thank you. Dancy Diaz donates 10 bucks. Says, Me gustaría un poco de leche de cucaracha. Qué chévere. La leche de cucaracha es lo mejor. No hay mejor que leche de cucaracha. Um, tenemos que beber eso porque es, es, no es bueno para tener leche de vaca. Es malo para la tierra, para, para madre tierra, para, para Pachamama. Pachamama no le gusta la leche de vaca, pero Pachamama le gusta mucho la leche de cucaracha. Thank you, Dancy Diaz. I appreciate that. Testicular tactics. Let's see what let's see what we get here when we. Carnist will try. Ah, uh, carnist. The carnist. The vegan ideology of you for brainwash. Come over here. That's brainwashing. <laughs> that is the actual brainwashing. Testicular taxes tactics donates five bucks through. The Streamlabs. That's the best way to do it, guys. Says we are about to see a fat seventy. Wait, what? We're about to see a fat 74-year-old who eats Big Macs and Diet Coke all day brush off the commie cough. <laughs> Myth busted. Uh, yeah, his, uh, his boomer fluids were unaffected. They were unaffected, those, the, the boomer fluids of, uh, of, of your fearless leader, Trump. Okay, you liberated folks. Oh, you liberated... Folks, you ready to get liberated? Silverman says Trotsky was definitely balling. Yeah, and where did that money come from? Well, the Schiffs were heavily involved. Jacob Schiff, heavily involved. Huge influx of Western capital built the Soviet Union. In fact, U.S. corporations continued to build the Soviet Union after the revolution. Ford, G GM set up the electrical grid in the Soviet Union. You understand this? You understand? Communism... A centrally planned economy, right? just like we see now being rolled out globally to fight the common enemy of inequality and disease. Now it's disease is the enemy and inequality still. And they're about to tie both of them in. Just like in California, you got Newsom talking about we can't reopen until we reach certain equity benchmarks. We have to reach equity benchmarks before we can reopen places in California. So the same stuff, the same... The same... Tactics are being used. Sexual liberation, the breakdown of the family, and the overthrow of the existing order. This is not about this is not about liberation. It's not about actually liberating you. It's about further enslaving. It's about centralizing a planned economy. And it's about total consolidation. 
So again, more, more from this, the socialist alternative, socialistalternative.org. The complete overthrow of capitalism and landlordism by the Bolshevik party and Russian working class. See, they, they use this language, the working class did this. This wasn't the working class. The working class, the peasant class were destroyed by this. And, and the British have used this, this same propaganda technique as well in the past, where suddenly this idea of the people as an entity started being used, right? Which is Marxist rhetoric. The people, the working class, they overthrew the evil capitalists, right? But uh, I guess Jacob Schiff, he wasn't, he wasn't an evil capitalist. He was a proletarian. Right? The, the, uh, the wealthy billionaire class, they were proletariats. So this is a big mistake that a lot of people uh, make when they look at history, especially of the Soviet Union and the Bolshevik Revolution. In the West, we had very little idea of what was going on in the Bolshevik Revolution. Right? At that time, nobody was speaking Russian in the United States. Right? If you wanted to learn Russian, you had to go to Yale. Or no, it was, uh, I think it was Harvard. You had to go to Harvard if you wanted to even learn Russian. So in the U.S., most of the people had no idea what was going on there. Now, the moneyed class did know. The moneyed class did know. Someone says the Streamlabs link isn't working. Let's see. Yeah, I'm half your size. Uh, oh, no, wait a minute. I'm far bigger and far stronger than you. This is bad gateway. That's weird. Is YouTube messing with links now? Is YouTube messing with links? What's up with this? I'm just going to change. Let's see if this works now. All right, thank you guys. I'll, I'll fix that link. I, I think if I just change it to... I think it's working now. Because I just clicked it and it worked again. Slash tip. Anyways, thanks for the super chats, guys. I lost my place. I lost my place. I got I got distracted by Hench's bigness and strongness. Yeah, I'm half your size. Uh, oh, no, wait a minute. I'm far bigger and far stronger than you. Hey, calm down, Hench. I'm, I'm insecure enough already, Hench. Calm down. DB donates five bucks through Super Chat. Says, sorry, Streamlabs link ain't working for me. I'm going to try to fix that. I think it's working now. Um, thank you, DB. Regular supporter of the channel. And DB, we got Joshua Schmidt, donated $4.99 through Super Chat. Says, I'm fixing to liberate my whiskey from its glass chains. Oh, that, that poor whiskey must be liberated into your belly. But take it easy. Just, just one or two. Just have one or two cups. You're going to get a headache in the morning. All right, let me see if my, uh, if my link for... Sorry about that, guys. Maybe, maybe there was something weird about the hyperlink there in YouTube. Best way to, to tip, best way to ask your questions, or just prove that you're not a bigot and that you're a good global citizen is from the Streamlabs link. I think I fixed it there. Everybody go... Make sure the Streamlabs link is working by everybody supporting the stream and <laughs> sending the Streamlabs. All right, so... Again, where were we? Where were we... The Distorted History of the Soviet Union. Uh, Western Capital bankrolled it. There's a book by Anthony Sutton, and it's all documented, backed up, properly cited from primary sources. And it's called Wall Street and the Bolshevik Revolution. Right, let me, I haven't read this book in 10 years. That's right, there it is. Wall Street and the Bolshevik Revolution. The vegan ideology, you've been brainwashed, come over here. Mm. That's brainwashing. <laughs> that is the actual brainwashing. Okay, all right, thank you. 
Michelle Lowe, appreciate that. Appreciate that advice. Silverman donated two pounds through Super Chat. It says it's time to kiblerate the masses. <laughs> We're gonna kiblerate the masses. Well, you know the uh, the Russians did get kiblerated, and it didn't turn out too well. And it took a long time to reverse the damage. Uh, and it, some of that damage is irreversible. It's the psyche of a nation. Remember the breakdown of the idea of things like the family, things like the nation. This is what. These revolutions are all about, right? Whether the propaganda of these revolutions is the most important part. You know, the Bolshevik Revolution didn't just happen in a vacuum. The Bolshevik Revolution was bankrolled by Western big money interests who ended up benefiting greatly from the destruction of Europe and ended up actually the West, the U.S. and Britain, the U.S. and the U.K., actually helped to spread the Bolshevik Revolution and spread the Gulag system all the way into Germany. Right? They spread the Gulag system from, uh, from East Germany, from Berlin, into uh, North Korea, into China. The, the, the Gulag system was bankrolled by big money interests in the West. When Hitler invaded Poland... Did you know that the same day that Hitler invaded Poland, Stalin also invaded Poland? The same day. Good night, girl. Good night, boy. Good night. Bye. Stalin invaded Poland the same day. And so a lot of this, a lot of this historical stuff, this is right out there in the open, right? You read Sutton's book, Wall Street and the Bolshevik Revolution, very well cited. She says, the Bolsheviks were able to take power precisely because they were the voice of the oppressed masses, workers, the poor, and women. And that is not true. The Bolsheviks were able to take power because of millions of dollars. Trotsky was almost a billionaire when he died. He sailed on a ship from New York, a ship full of gold. <laughs> so she says the, uh, that, that the wealth inequality and oppression have never been more glaring than today the combined wealth of the richest 1% will overtake that of the 99% of the world's population in 2016 and, and guess what guess what communism does further consolidates that wealth and destroys your culture amidst this increasing inequality the oppression of women right, the oppression of oh you women you're so oppressed you're being so oppressed women and the LGBT community worldwide continues even in the most developed countries and is a highly, uh, hugely politicizing an important issue for young people in particular in Ireland and internationally. In this context, it is important to draw out the lessons of the past and there are none more important than those we can learn from the Bolshevik Revolution. Remember, this is a pro-Bolshevik site. This is a communist website. So she says the Bolsheviks, while stressing the role of the working class as a whole in changing society, recognized that women suffered a double oppression that was routed in capitalism and peasant patriarchy. Right? So this term patriarchy... Pretty important. And it's about dethroning God. Because all of the cosmos is a patriarchy. All of creation is a patriarchy. So to overthrow the patriarchy, what they mean is a lot more than just the death of the king. And they mean a lot more than just the ritual, the ritual killing, the ritual murder of the king. 
Freemasonry and um, the idea of overthrowing crown and throne, the idea of the democratic revolution, the people's revolution. It's not so simple as the rhetoric you're given, right? Just like when you see politicians today. When you see politicians get up and debate certain issues, when you see politicians give up, get up on the soapbox and tell you what we need to do and try to rouse your, uh, your emotions up, are these politicians always telling you exactly what they believe? Or are they sometimes, or always, <laughs> nearly always, giving you rhetoric that they know will manipulate you in the way that they want to? That'll manipulate you rather than to, uh, to behave in the way they want to? Of course. In the run-up to the revolution, women played a significant role in both the downfall of the Tsarist regime and the victory of the Bolsheviks. More than any other political force at the time, the Bolsheviks knew and understood the significance of this. When tens of thousands of women took to the streets in February 1917 in the events that triggered the February Revolution, their demands were justice and peace as well as bread. No justice, no peace. Justice and peace where is this peace going to come from? What, what was the chaos coming from? Was it coming from the revolutionaries? It was coming from the violent, bloody violent revolutionaries, radicalized by propaganda that was pumped into the nation by huge, powerful, big money interest oligarchs. The protest erupted on International Women's Day, which was itself introduced to Russia by Bolshevik activist Kondordia Samolova. Samolova terrible pronunciation, excuse me, only four years previously in 1913. Bolshevik women played a key organizing role in the building of the demonstration. They set up a citywide women's circle, agitating against women workers and soldiers' wives. Despite continual harassment by authorities, the Bolshevik party, including its female members, had suffered severe repression from 1914 because of their staunch opposition to World War I. Now this, there's a lot, there's a lot of manipulation going on in this article. We're not going to get into all the details here, but okay, so the liberation, the liberation of women, this is a big part of the Bolshevik Revolution. And there's a lot of information out there about, uh, about this. Now, from the, the socialist perspective, they think this is great. Sexual liberation in the Russian Revolution, 100 years on. It's often implied that the Marxist conception of revolution is only about overturning an economic system, capitalism. But that is such, and, I'm sorry, and that is such, it would be possible to have a revolution, but to leave the structures of oppression intact. From this follows the notion that Marxists don't take questions of oppression seriously. In this year of the 100th anniversary of the Russian Revolution, it's important to look at what really happened when workers and peasants stormed the heavens and ended centuries of brutal Tsarist repression. See what? Stormed the heavens. Storming heaven. Who else said that? Hmm. Isn't that the name of Leary's book? Storming the heavens. Now, as I said earlier, the order of the cosmos is patriarchy. God as the patriarch. <laughs> the revolution is not just about equality economically. The revolution is not about economic equality. It's about storming the heavens. It's about dethroning God. This is Luciferian at its very core. It's a Luciferian theology. And so that, that sexual liberation in the Russian Revolution is well documented. But it's also well documented how 
it had to stop. It had to stop because guess what? The Bolsheviks realized that it was no longer useful. It was no longer useful. And the USSR, they brought back in anti-pornography commissions. <laughs> they stopped this promotion of the changing of the family unit because people didn't want to work. You had a bunch of childless, uh, a bunch of fatherless children, and broken homes, and it was deteriorating the working class that they were destroying with this revolution as well. So it had to stop. The sexual revolution exploded and imploded across 1920s Russia in photos. So here's some photos of the sexual revolution in Russia in the 1920s. There's nothing new under the sun, is there? You got the 1920s version of the, of the e-thoughts here. The Leninist, Marxist-Leninist e-thoughts. Travesty parties, Vladimir Lenin advocating sexual, sexual freedom. Nudist anarchists aboard trams. A nude beach near the Cathedral of Christ the Savior. Such was Russian life at the beginning of the Soviet state. What could possibly go wrong? Stark naked people wearing armbands reading Down With Shame have recently appeared in Moscow. A group was seen boarding a tram. The tram stopped. The public was outraged. Mikhail Bulgakov, a famous Russian writer, wrote this in his diary in 1924. Just 15 years prior to that, women could not think of going out in a knee-long dress. But did these changes happen overnight? See, now this is a little obfuscation as well, because as you can see in this picture, the little Skittle nipples popping out. And this nudist, <laughs> these nudist uh, um, anarchists aboard the trams, it was a lot more than just, oh, we're, they're wearing skirts that are a little high, and the prudish Christian czar was just such a mean jerk. Now, these, these movements, they're used to break down the psyche of people. They're used to break down the family unit. They're used to break down culture. A pre-revolutionary Russian society, especially in the capitals, this is a Russia Beyond article, by the way, was not puritanical in nature. An anonymous soldier born at the end of the 19th century recalls linked in Russian. At 10, I had already been exposed to all kinds of lewd behavior. Pornographic pictures were not exactly a rarity. You know why? Because these big money interests that funded and developed the propaganda for this revolution, guess what? They also know to flood countries with pornography in order to break them down. Senior male students of the Imperial School of Jurisprudence disguised as gypsy men and women, circa 1910. So we got trans dudes. We got trans dudes back in 1910. There's nothing new under the sun. All the shit you see today, everything we see going, down, going on today, this worldview warfare that we see, all this stuff, all this stuff has been going on for a long, long time. Look at these, look at these 1910 trans women. These, these are women, you guys. These are women with pee-pees. Cross-dressing, travesty, travesty, I don't know what travesty means. I'm not going to look it up, too. <laughs> and gay parties were popular in, in artistic circles. And even a few noblemen, having been known for being gay, party life, often involving multiple partners, was a regular pastime for some. Um, however, male homosexuality was a criminal offense until Bolsheviks came onto the scene. So, is this about liberating people? Is this really about freedom and stopping the oppression? That's what we're going to talk about today.
Is that really what really what it's about? Okay, civil partnership would take the place of traditional marriage. Hmm. Ideologically, sexual liberation was one of the key weapons in fighting orthodoxy and the old order in general. You see what I'm saying? This is really what it's about. This is not about liberation. This is about the revolutionary spirit that goes all the way back to Eden. Among the early Bolsheviks, a key propagandist of the new family order was Alexandra Kolontai. Kolontai, Russian revolutionary and later a diplomat. There's a popular theory, often attributed to Kolontai, that the glass, that of the glass of water. It states that love, and consequently sex, should be available to anyone as easily as asking for a glass of water. Love. Love is love, right? It's just like drinking a cup of water. Right? Like I, I take a sip of my, my old tonic water here and... It's just like having sex. Same thing. It's this idea of liberating the passions. Liberating you from guilt. Liberating you from shame. And you just embracing your bestial passions. And this ideal of just... You want to find out? Find out. Oh. Find out. Oh. You'll come at me and you'll find out how strong I am eating a plant-based diet. Wow. Okay? You'll find out. We get it. We get it, dude. We get it, buddy. Calm down. Thank you guys for supporting, by the way. I really appreciate the support, guys. Where are my mods at? I need my mods. Where's Chase? Where's Chase? Where's OK? Where you at, mods? <laughs> I got modless today. It's fine. We don't need mods. We don't need mods. We got a friendly chat. It's all friendlies up in the chat. Brenton says shame is a healthy response to sin, right? But no, let's, let's stomp out shame. Right? To them, shame is the sin. And the sins are a virtue. It's an inversion. It's a complete inversion. All right, where are we at here? We got some super chats to read. You guys, thank you for the support. Del Bridge, regularly supporting here. Delbridge donated $25. Says, Tristan, is it possible to make a successful Christian or Christ-like community? Also, God bless you and your family. Absolutely, man. There have been Christian communities that, uh, for the last 2,000 years, Christian communities have thrived. Right? In fact, before the Bolshevik Revolution, one of the greatest examples before this modern, disgusting, blasphemous, inverted world that came after the revolution and that we're still seeing I mean we're still seeing the results of that revolution now and right now we're seeing a global Bolshevik style revolution bankrolled by the Fortune 100 the same companies that built the Soviet Union and I remember GE set up the electrical grid there Ford helped them produ to produce vehicles that was the model and big money interest from the West created this revolution but before that there were thriving communities all over Thriving rural communities of like-minded people. And that's what orthodoxy is about. And so I absolutely suggest people do start building real communities. Right? Moving into areas with like-minded people. Unfortunately, the communities have been destroyed, right? I mean, our, our, we've been thrown into these suburban communities and then atomized into this kind of uh, strange ideal of the, the atomized individual as... The, the nucleus of society, right? And it's all just about chasing your desires. It's like, you just go get what you want, man. 
You can do whatever you want. You can get what you want. And that's the ideal that's promoted in the West. And it's just as destructive as communism. It's just as destructive as communism. Capitalism and communism are both materialistic ideologies based on false anthropology, and they're both based on the idea that we are at the, the tip of the spear of evolution moving towards this great eschaton of a utopia that we're going to build using our own will by dethroning God and dethroning the old order and putting it under our will, right? which is inverted, rather than lining up our will with the will of God so that we can return to that state of being in the grace of God and in the presence of God Instead of, instead of through faith, through repentance, they've inverted I'm it. I'm not having any difficulty. Again, I'm bigger than you. I'm stronger than you. Yeah, you got liberated, liberated activist hench herbivore. I'm not having any difficulty. Bigger than you and stronger than you. And that's another one from Del Bridge. How do we stop this, he says. How do we stop this? We stop this by building communities, by building real families. We stop this by understanding history, but that's not the most important part. The most important part is repentance. We stop this by turning from our ways that are destructive and embracing life and embracing eternal life. Not eternal life through technology, which is another one of these ideals that communism and capitalism share. They're essentially the same ideology. Communism is the state centrally plans the economy. Capitalism is not a central state planned economy, but lets the market forces take care of it. So they're essentially the same ideology, though, because they're both materialistic. They both believe that we're going to be liberated by technology and industry. And they're both completely ridiculous and they both result in the dehumanization and they both result in an oligarchic ruling class from banking running the economy of the world and they're not opposed to each other capitalism is just a stepping stone on the way to the global socialist communist state as marx said right monopoly capitalism marx said monopoly capitalism was a vehicle to bring about the revolution globally So how do we stop it? We stop buying into the materialistic assumptions. We stop buying into the nonsensical religion that they've fed us. (laughs) Polygon says they both put man above God. Exactly. So we stop trying to elevate ourselves above God. Capitalism slash democracy. These are myths. Because I love soil. You love soya. Ian, Ger- Ian Jared and Sivo donated five bucks through Streamlabs. Thank you, Ian. Guys, the best way to donate is Streamlabs. The super chats on YouTube are great. That's awesome. But remember, YouTube takes a fat ass cut. Takes a fat, fat cut. And Streamlabs does not take as big of a cut. Streamlabs is awesome. And eventually, you know, we're going to get demonetized on YouTube. We've already been fully shadow banned up on that backside of the algorithm since the last ad apocalypse back in October. 2019, we've been slammed. They've been uh, unsubscribing our subscribers. Make sure you're still subscribed. Hit the bell icon. We don't care if YouTube wants to fake crush this channel. We're going to keep putting out this content. 
we're going to keep talking. We're going to keep speaking up about this. All right, you mentioned a couple streams ago that you used to be addicted to prawn. Can you explain how you broke your addiction? Wait, my meeting just ended. That's whack. Um, all right, that's a great question, man. That's what we're talking about today. We're talking about liberation. This inverted idea of, liber of liberation, this blasphemous inverted idea of liberation, and how part of this is flooding culture with things like pornography, right? The liberation of sexuality, they call it. That's liberation. The liberation of, uh, of drugs. And just like the, the British liberated China with the opium wars. While opium was illegal in Britain, and they didn't want that influence there, but it wasn't because of an ideology and of a moral standpoint. It was because of pragmatism. These are pragmatists. These are cold-calculated pragmatists. It's not about ideology for these people. And this is what a lot of people don't understand. This is not about ideology. It's not about ideology. It is about pragmatism. It's about power for these people. Yeah, so... Pornography is incredibly addictive. How can you break a pornography addiction? You have to put in your energy, right? It can take a lot of time. Go one week at a time. Set benchmarks for yourself. And you got to have other things that you're focusing on. Now, how much of your time this is taking up, right? Man, I, was, I remember when I was in high school, I would spend like two hours. Every night, I would look at porno for like a couple hours. It's horrible. And then at the end, you feel empty, you feel depressed. You just spent hours wasting your time, schwanking your knob, and watching a bunch of abused women, right? Some of them really, really young. Some of them getting into the industry when they're not even of age. And you don't think about this, but you don't, you don't realize what's going on there. These chicks are all drugged up, they're on Coke, they're on speed, they're on pills. Some of them were raised, most of them were raised in abusive homes. Right? Uh, but now, I mean, the culture is so degenerate that the abusive homes aren't even run by the parents. The abusive homes are run by media, by internet. Right? So we have to disconnect from this. You have to want to stop bad enough. But if you understand what you're doing to yourself, if you understand what those girls are going through, if you understand that this is, this is human trafficking, the pornography industry is a massive human trafficking hub. Right? They, they find Pornhub doesn't do much at all to keep off child exploitation stuff and content that is illegal. Right? There's, this stuff is all over the place. The industry itself is completely demonic. So if you, if you just understand that, and when you're looking at this, if you imagine like these, these chicks, these, these girls, these are people's daughters. Right? These are people's daughters. These are people's sisters. That could be your mother. That could be your daughter. That could be your sister. If you realize what's going on here, that this is, this is not just some liberated women slapping their whap on the ground for some money to stop the patriarchy. This is not what it's about. These I'm are so much enslaved. I'm so much bigger and stronger than you. Oh, that was fast. Are they asleep? Right. And Ari? Is she reading? She's just giggling. She's just giggling about what? Being eight. The tonic water is so good. I wish these were like five times as large. I want to make our own. It's so good. Okay. We need a CO2 thing to get it. Yes, sir. Ah, all right. 
So that's some advice right there, man. Understand what you're looking at when you look at that. You're looking at abused girls. You're watching them being abused. So you have to lose the taste for it. And you have to desire righteousness more than you desire getting your rocks off. Okay? Brett and Levi says, Someone super chat Tristan enough shekels for a soda stream. Can you make, can I make tonic with a soda stream? I mean, I guess I would, yeah, I guess a soda stream and honey and the chichona bark. They put a few other things in it, but my, our friends, they do it in this giant space pod thing. <laughs> this is like massive silver pod. I don't know. I like to support them too. Maybe one day I'll try their beer. I don't like beer. Beer makes you fat and lazy. I like beer, but I don't like beer's effect on my gut. <laughs> I like how it tastes. I don't like having a beer, but I, it's just too much. There's my freaking mod. Where, where have you been, dude? It's been a battle in here. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Everyone's, we got only friendlies here today. Del Bridge says, is Jesus an anarchist? Absolutely not. Jesus is a monarchist. God is the head of the patriarchy, right? Monarchy. The order of the universe is monarchy. It's patriarchy. Long live the patriarchy. The patriarchy is eternal. This is the thing. These people want to dethrone God, overthrow the patriarchy. Patriarchy is eternal. And it's not about, oh, gender inequality and men is so much better than women. No, it's the patriarchy of this universal order. Right? Satan is an anarchist, says Christopher Cunningham. Exactly. Lucifer is an anarchist. But the thing is, all these anarchists, they become inver they're inverted monarchists. They want to be the monarch. They want to dethrone God and they want to put themselves on the throne of God. That's what it is. All right, and this is why Europe was attacked by Bolshevism systematically with tons of, tons of Western influence, loads of Western money. <clears throat> All right, so we got more Super Chats, though, I think. We got a couple more to read. Delbridge, thank you for those. Uh, or no, no, it was DB. DB, thank you for that question. Delbridge, thank you for those questions as well, man. Um, so, look, at Del Bridge, going back to your question. Which skateboarding I, teens in Hawaii, right? And you just imagine them shirtless all day. Right. Said, I don't like being interrupted, but when it's Dr. Gregor, I have to, I have to submit. Good old Gregor. <laughs> Thank you, Dr. Gregor. Uh, re a reminder, we're doing call-ins today. We're taking calls. Let me make sure. Let's get that invite. Make sure the invite is... In the chat. We're taking calls today. If you guys want, if you guys got questions and stuff, you can send them via Super Chat. Streamlabs is the best way. The Streamlabs Super Chat is the best. But let's, let's see here. Make sure we've got the right link for you guys to join. We'll do call-in second hour. These call-in shows are the best, aren't they? Call-in shows rock. Here we go. Cancel. Oops. Sorry, guys. Man, I hate that dead air time. Getting your super chats now. Okay. Where's everybody at? Where's everybody? I think we got, we got a lot of U.S., a lot of folks in the U.S. Where's Young Virus at? Young Virus, we didn't get to your, I'm sorry, we didn't get to your video until the very end of the last one. But it was good, man. It was good. I must say, though, dude, your first one, the first, uh, the fact, like nothing can beat that. I think it'd be pretty sick if you, you know what I would love to see, Young Virus? And, hey, if you don't do it, you're a grown man or woman or um, whatever you want, right? Um, what, I would, what I would suggest 
just for me, my own selfish pleasure, this is what I want to see. I want to see you go back and get the from the first from the debate with uh, Jay, uh, myself, ask yourself, and and vegan stains. Go go back and get clips from that, and then do use like another beat, and just do kind of a remix. Because there's so many funny clips from that episode. There's you can make in, you can make a whole album <laughs> from that episode. The first one was was so good. Second one really awesome, and. Uh, I just, I, I would love to see some more, man. I appreciate it, Young Virus. Best, best producer on the internet, Young Virus. <laughs> uh, DB donated five bucks. Man has as many masters as they have vices. The path to, to true freedom is having self-imposed limitations. Exactly. Right? The, this whole liberation thing, right? This whole uh, fake dialectic of capitalism, communism. We got to liberate ourselves into the into the, uh, the global revolution. We have much uh, liberate the women. We have to liberate our sexuality, liberate our, all of our passions, right? Sex, drugs, rock and roll. What that does is enslave you to your vices. Liberation, sexual liberation is enslavement of vice, enslavement to the passions. So if you want to be enslaved, get addicted to pornography. If you want to be enslaved, get addicted to drugs. If you want to be enslaved, care what people think. Be addicted to social media, Social posturing. It's the same feedback loops that you're feeding there. Now, Squeeze the System donated five bucks. Says it sucks to see the communist capitalist dialogue in the U.S. becoming the Zoomer Gen's version of Democrat-Republican. People need to see through the BS and realize we only have our each other and look out for one another and turn off a television. There you go, man. This whole communist capitalist thing, it's actually bullshit. It's bullshit. They're two sides of the same coin. They're both materialistic. And they're both destructive. And they both exalt the individual as the, the crown of all creation. The individual. You, your desires. And it's not even like you, your soul, it's just your bestial desires. Whatever you want. Hey, you could be, be a billionaire. Or, hey, you could be a member of the party. Or, hey, you can live in a gulag the rest of your life. Hmm. Chase says, break the dialectic, vote Kanye. <laughs> yeah, that'll do it. That'll fix it all. All right, Kolontai, back to this uh, Russia Beyond article. Kolontai promoted the concept of the new woman, one freed from the oppression of marriage, household work, and the business of raising children. All these chores must be taken on by society and state. Oh, the state will do this for you. They would take on children's education, including sexual, urge a move toward a nationwide catering industry, right? Amazon, Amazon Prime, collective housing, right? Which they're moving towards now as all the hotels and a lot of these places have been emptied out. And guess who gets to buy up all this real estate? Guess who gets to buy up all the real estate with the money that's printed by the Federal Reserve? Foster care, and so on. For Cole and Ty, love was to be freed too. Civil partnership would take the place of traditional marriage. Are you seeing any similarities to what we have going on today? Are you seeing any similarities here? From Bolshevik revolutionaries and the global, global homo revolutionaries we see today? Obviously, Bolsheviks were building their policy on family along the most progressive lines, something that would not be seen in the West for decades. However, the onus was now on the individual, and such 
all-encompassing freedom was simply too much for the agricultural, barely urbanized Russian society of the 1920s. And then here's a photo of, um, this is March 8th, is the day the female workers revolt against the kitchen slavery, down with the oppression and philistinism of house chores. We're going to liberate you. You're not going to have to do house chores anymore. You're not, you don't have to keep your house. You don't have to clean anymore. You don't have to raise children. You don't have to suckle children. You don't have to give birth anymore. We're going to liberate you with this. We see the same thing now. Women liberated into the workforce to compete with men. All right? So instead of staying home and raising your children, instead of teaching your children skills, instead of, teaching, of educating your children and passing generational knowledge down, that goes to the state. The state should educate the children in your public education system which is, has always been a utopian ideal. Man, we're, we're on another serious stream today. It's getting too serious. I, we, we need like Cardi B to jump in here and, 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 <laughs> and help us, help to liberate us from this seriousness. But this is serious stuff. Like look, the same exact thing, the new woman freed from the oppression of marriage, household work, and the business of raising children. All these chores must be taken on by the society and the state. The state will do this all. New World's Dark Corners. On the abolition of marriage and on civil partnership, uh, children and ownership were among the first decrees of the Soviets in 1918. Church weddings were abolished. Civil partnership introduced. Divorce was a matter of choice. Abortions were legalized. All of that implied a total liberation of family and sexual relations. This heralded the beginning of the raunchiest epoch in recent Russian history. So... Are you seeing any are you seeing any uh similarities? Guess what else happened in 1917 and 18? The Spanish flu. Fuck. Hmm. Are you seeing any similarities? A relaxed attitude to nudism was a vivid sign of the times on the bank of the Moskva River near the Cathedral of Christ the Savior. See how they always do these rituals to blaspheme Christ. A nude beach formed, the likes of which Western Europe would not have dreamed of at the time. The aforementioned Down With Shame Society had held numerous marches, one numbering as many as 10,000 people. Remember, this is, this is not like anti-Bolshevik propaganda here. This is, this is just telling it as it is. <laughs> the aforementioned Down With, Soci Down With Shame Society. And where's all this money coming from, by the way? Where's all this money coming from? You had World War I. <laughs> World War I, that was, a, that was a big investment for a lot of these countries. Where's all this capital coming from for groups like Down With Shame? Well, it's funded the same way these groups, the revolutionary groups we see today are funded. The same international interests. Society had held numerous marches, they had held, uh, I'm sorry, Down With Shame Society held numerous marches, one number as many as 10,000 people. Alexander Trusnovich, a monarchist, recalls, Lincoln Russian, one of their gatherings. Down with the Philistines, down with deceiving priests. We don't need clothes. We're children of the sun and air. We're children of Gaia. All right, so they had, they had Russian Burning Man. They had their Russian Burning Man on the beach. A naked spokesman was shouting from a stage in Krasnodar's main square. Walking past this place in the evening, I saw the stage dismantled. And somebody beat up the child of sun and air. 
All of these wild developments have been taking place while Russia was still in the midst of the World War, as well as the Civil War. Amnesties in 1917, 1919, and 1920, and beyond, freed a great many criminals in a country where state power had only begun to form. Does that sound familiar to anybody? Does that sound familiar to anybody? Are you starting to see how there's nothing new under the sun and how history is repeating itself? It's not just that history repeats itself accidentally. People that understand history understand how to use events like this, understand how to use movements like this, and how to leverage these things for pragmatic purposes. Rape by the 1920s had become an epidemic. Quite strikingly, sexual violence towards former noble and bourgeois women was for a time even considered class justice among the proletarian males. So that's, oh, now we're, now we're looking at a, a few months in the future in the U.S. Revolution where sexual violence towards former noble and bourgeois women is okay. Because they're just, those are symbols of the patriarchy. It's okay to rape those women because they were the patriarchy. Yeah? How demonic is this? That's class justice. Right? Murder and rape, that's justice to these people. It's always inverted like that. Meanwhile, up to 20% of Russia's male population had carried sexually transmitted diseases. Although in Tsarist Russia, in the beginning of the century, the numbers were 25 to 27%, they say. I don't know how they're quantifying that. New laws on marriage and the overall atmosphere of breaking with the past encourage promiscuity and casual approach to sex unthinkable just years ago. Now here we go. We've got some activists here. A project for a performance in the 1920s. The posters read, Every communist male can and must satisfy his sexual needs. Every communist female must aid him. Otherwise, she's a Philistine. So we got, we got the, version, the, uh, the Russian version of OnlyFans. <laughs> Soviet society was breeding a dangerous generation of homeless orphans. Official reports indicate that by 1923, half of the children born in Moscow had been conceived out of wedlock and many of them were abandoned in infancy. The pendulum of sexual revolution had to swing back. And if it didn't, it had to be pulled forcibly. Winged Eros of Soviet Oppression. Already in the first half of the 1920s, when sexual liberation was still in full swing, the Soviets had set about promoting traditional values. Again. See, they realized that they couldn't keep going with this, that it was going to destroy society. But it did its part. It broke down the order and, and, and enabled the revolution to progress. But then it got to a point where it wasn't pragmatic anymore. So then they said love must be monogamous. Sexual intercourse must, be, must only be the final link in the chain of deep and complicated feelings connecting two people in love. So that, let's get love again because we don't want these fatherless orphan children, criminals everywhere. We need factory workers. Right? We need good slaves. And too much liberation is chaos. But just enough of that chaos at the right time can bring about enslavement. Even as down with shame were parading naked through the Moscow streets, People's Commissar of Public Health, Nikolai Samashko, I'm so much better now, and I'm so much bigger and stronger than you. Wrote that such behavior must be most categorically condemned at a time when capitalistic monstrosities like prostitution and hooliganism are not yet eliminated. Nudity aids immorality. That is why I consider it absolutely necessary to stop this disgrace at once with repressive measures if needed. So... They rolled it back. The very liberal abortion laws got rolled back in the Soviet Union. In fact, Trotsky and their, the, what, <laughs> Trotsky and the Bolsheviks would have seen what you see now in the U.S. and in the West as being far too liberal. Right? This is, that's too much. So they, they rolled that back. Anyways, fascinating article here. And there's a lot of information out there available about the Bolshevik Revolution, 
and how sexual liber liberation was used. So here's, this article was from Russia Beyond. <sighs> Inside the Soviet Union's secret pornography collection, off-limits to the public but enjoyed by Soviet-era leaders, the Lenin Library collection grew out of erotica confiscated from aristocrats after the revolution. So during the purge, during the purges, they've got all sorts of pornographic material that was being distributed. And of course, a lot of this stuff was later rescinded and they, they kind of rolled it back. That's the Guardian. Sex, it's back in the USSR. Anti-pornography commission formed to protect public morals. What finally tipped the balance? Was it the Soviet version of Dr. Ruth describing on national television the pleasures and risks of various sexual positions? Was it the live sex review, Hot Night in Sochi? Or perhaps the latest hardcore magazine from Riga Eroticon? For one reason or another, Mikhail Gorbachev has formed an anti-pornography commission to take urgent measures to protect public morals. It's from 1990. And not a moment too soon, Dmitry Likashev, an eminent scholar and ancient of ancient Russian literature, has warned that the proliferation of smut threatens the youth with a spiritual Chernobyl. Gorbachev's glasnost has not been all Pasternak, Solzhenitsyn, another high-minded work, it is also meant as a stroll through any subway station in Moscow reveals the sale of bootleg copies of Emmanuel. <laughs> so, I mean, the Bolsheviks did not start out with a prudish revolution. Alexandra Kolontai, we just read about her, a member of Lenin's inner circle, once said that to satisfy the sexual urge is as natural as quenching one's thirst with a glass of water. But with the years, sexuality all but disappeared from Soviet literature and popular culture. Okay, so liberation, sexual liberation. Weaponize. This is a weapon. It's not about freeing you. Not about freeing you. It's about enslaving you to the passions. So if we don't want to be enslaved to the passions, we have to recognize this. If you don't want your children to be enslaved to the passions, we have to teach our children righteousness. We have to teach our children to be prudent with their passions. Right? We have to stop allowing ourselves to be enslaved to these things. That's the only way we can stop this stuff. We can't stop it by embracing it. We can't stop this by, uh, by trying to become the next Cardi B. We have to stop this. <laughs> we have to stop this in our families and in our communities. And that's where it starts. And it starts at the doors of your home. Maybe stop letting this stuff into our homes. It will stop spreading. Okay, all right, we got some super chats. I'm getting worked up. I'm getting pissed off. That, that article is that's heavy, right? It's insane. Delbridge donated two bucks through super chat. Are we heading towards a brave new world? Well, it would seem that way, wouldn't it? And we're kind of already there, man. We're kind of already there. But we don't all have to go with it. And the world's, it, it's not like the, the world was perfect before this. <laughs> it's like the world was perfect uh, 10 years ago, 20 years ago. 50 years ago, right? We see 100 years ago, the same cycles are going on, right? But we don't have to be a part of it. We don't have to be of the world. We can be in the world, but not of the world. All right, guys, let's see. Remember, we're doing call-ins today. There's a link for the call-ins. 
We'll do call-ins. We'll start call-ins in maybe like 20 minutes. Maybe like 20 minutes we'll start the call-ins. If you guys want to jump in, we got open lines tonight. You can call in and chat. You guys got questions. Hey, if we got if we have some of our uh, some of my my vegan super fans who are always tagging me in their weird little comments, who are always DMing me all day on Instagram, Twitter. How come you guys don't show up? Right? There's a Zoom link right now. Zoom link's in the description. If you wanted to come debate, or if you just want to chat, or if you just want to tell me something, you can call in. We had uh, Dr. Gregor called in last night. That was quite fun. Maybe Do- Who knows? Maybe Dr. Gregor will call in again. He said he would. I don't know if he will. This was kind of another surprise stream. We did th- we're just the third day streaming in a row. Third day streaming. And if you guys keep supporting, we'll keep doing it. You keep supporting. We'll keep bringing the heat. It's a sexual liberation. Now, what do we have here? We've got liberated woman Cardi B. So we're going to see Cardi B here talking to, uh, I I guess she's riding with Biden. Cardi B is, she woke AF, she woke autofocus. She's about to she's about to tell us what's up. Let's hear what Cardi B and Joe Cardi B and Joe Biden's candid conversation about racial equality, free college and healthcare. It's too bad they're not talking about sexual liberation, but let's hear what they got to say. Um, if you don't know Cardi B, Cardi B is a empowered, liberated woman who's helping to to uh, destroy the patriarchy by teaching young children uh, and young girls how to be whores. You know the I nickname she gave her father when she was growing up? She called me Joey B. So yeah. we may be related. Damn. Related or something. You know the I nickname she gave her father when she was growing up? She called me Joey B. So yeah. we may be related Ugh. or something. Yeah, party B and Joey B. Look, she, she's got a mask. <laughs> Look at this dumb bitch in the back with her mask on. And she pulls the mask down to speak. She th- <laughs> I'm not Animal having any difficulty. Again, I'm bigger than you. I'm stronger than you. Got a hood, hood rat, <laughs> hood rat Cardi B, and hood Kang Joe Biden. Yeah, Cardi B and Joey B. <laughs> Cardi B gives Joey B the third degree. Yeah, Joey B like Joe Biden. The 27-year-old rapper covers the September issue of Elle. Rapper. And in an accompanying feature, Cardi also sits down with the 77-year-old presidential hopeful for a Zoom chat, where she revealed her biggest concerns ahead of the 2020 election. I, of course, want free Medicare. And this is why it's important to have free Medicare, because look, look what's happening right now. You see why we should have been having free Medicare for a long time? I, of course, think that we need a uh, free college education. We're going to have. Yeah. Yeah, I want, yeah, I want free college education. Shit. We, we need Cardi B to, uh, let's get Cardi B to curate the, um, to curate the curriculum, the free college education for our children. That sounds like a great idea. I'm so glad that Cardi B and women can vote and drive. I just want to say that. I'm so glad. I'm so glad that she can drive with those fingernails. I hope <laughs> she can get in a vehicle and drive it 70, 80 miles per hour down the freeway and go vote. And I'm happy with that. I think that's a great idea. I think, I think only women should be allowed to drive and vote. 
free college education <laughs> for four years of college, flat out. Anybody with a family less than 125 grand, you're going to get a free education. Everybody gets free education for for, for uh, uh, community college. Cardi, who previously <laughs> supported Bernie Sanders in the primary election, is also focused on establishing racial equality. <laughs> I want black people to stop getting killed and no justice for it. I'm proud of you. <laughs> Joe, Joe Biden's going to stop all black people from dying also. <laughs> he promises. He promises to stop all black people from dying forever. I'm tired of it. I just want more stricter laws that is fair to black citizens. And you know, it's fair for cops too. Cardi adds <laughs> that the racial strife in the U.S. has- Look at this, <laughs> look how dumb this chick is. Look how stupid, remember Cardi B's, she's a stripper. This is a stripper. She's basically, she's, this is a stripper porn star. This is what, this is what your, your rappers are now. This is what pop, uh, pop stars are now. They're just strippers, porn stars, they're just whores. And this, the, the media is telling you this is the peak. This is the peak of, uh, of evolution, right? This is the, the evolutionary ideal. Cardi B. He adds that the racial strife in the U.S. has even made some people feel like they're not even part of America. <gasps> like people, we're not asking for sympathy. We're not asking for charity. We are just asking for equality. That's we it. Are asking right, so, uh, yeah, black, black dudes in the chat, black ladies in the chat. Um, Cardi B, she speaks for black people now, right? Like, if I imagine like me, oh, white people want this, this, and this. <laughs> Cardi B, she's speaking for all, for all the black people. She knows exactly what all the black people want. Cardi B, black people want. Come on, how dehumanizing is this? This is how they destroy cultures. This is how they destroy families. Right? These exalted harlots. As your idols, like this is the icon that they give you of what your children should look up to, what your little girl should look up and aspire to be. And she's talking about liberating black people and saving black people when she's culturally poisoning her people. You're culturally poisoning black people, Cardi B. You're destroying black families. You're ritualistically destroying black people. You plastic faced, plastic tittied whore. and we are asking for justice that is all we want to feel like americans the wild so again, just like that article we just read we want justice in the bolshevik revolution they had the women marching in the streets saying we want justice and peace Rapper, who is also a mom to two-year-old daughter culture notes that prejudice is dangerous and could be the start of a civil war nobody oh. wants to feel so again, more, more fomenting of civil war that's what these people want they want to bring about. This is what media is doing. They are trying so hard, and they've been doing it really, really intensely for about the last 10 years. They want that civil war. They want that breakdown of society. They want that Bolshevik revolution. Right now, now, does the black community beg for Cardi B? I don't really think that's what's going on here. I think just like every community, just like the white community, the Latino community, the black community is human. And we as human beings, we are vulnerable to propaganda. We're vulnerable to the passions. And in this society, in this uh, culture we live in now, in this degenerated culture, in this liberated, excuse me, in this liberated culture, this is what is exalted. Chasing your desires, chasing your passions, chasing 
whatever you want. You could do whatever you want, bro. You could do whatever you want. You could be anything you want. You could be an OnlyFans cam girl. Nobody wants animosity. We just want the best for us. Everybody wants the best for themselves, their future, and their future. Racism always have have existed, but I feel like right now there's just a lot of tension, and we need somebody to clean that. I'm just so tired of it. Oh, and another thing she's tired of: current U.S. President Donald Trump. No way! I just want. That's so brave. Did you hear that? Oh, poor Cardi B. You guys, if Cardi B disappears, if she gets killed, I've never heard her say anything about being suicidal or anything like that. But she's she's coming up on, like, the, the unspeakable thing. Is she going to condemn Trump? Oh, no. Trump out. Be, be careful, Cardi. Be careful, girl. That's honey. I just want Trump out. You know what I'm saying? I just feel like his mouth gets us in trouble so much. I don't want to be, be lied to I don't, I don't want, like, you know, we're dealing with a pandemic right now, right? And I just want answers. I want to know when this is over. I need somebody to tell me the truth, the hardcore truth. Oh, snap. Truth with an F. Snap, snap. The former VP assures Cardi that if he's elected, all of her concerns will be addressed by his administration. But he says for all of it to happen, the younger generation has to show up and vote on election day. In 2016, <laughs> well, if 18 to 23 or 4-year-olds have voted in the same percentage as the rest of the population, they would get that, that dementia lean, leaning toward why, why are you leaning towards the camera, dude? Just stay still. You're all right. That had Hillary Clinton, not him. The vote matters. That's why you keep talking to people about the need to vote. FIPA. The vote yes. matters. Keep talking to people. And while the younger generation didn't amplify their voices in 2016, Joe notes that as a whole, Cardi's generation makes him so optimistic. So optimistic. I'll make mistakes as president, but I'll admit to the mistakes I make, and you're never going to have to wonder whether I'll keep my word. All right. Thank you. I would like to see you. Just check me out. I've never broken my word. Anything I've said I was going to do. Never in my life. <laughs> wow. Cardi B, liberated woman. That's amazing. I guess they talked for 16 minutes. I'm not sitting through any more of that. Well, Cardi B also, uh, apparently, I mean, we, we did a live stream during the, uh, the last debate, which was pretty fun. <laughs> we got Cardi B also, uh, also over here. Hood moderating the 2020 debate. Let's see what Cardi B's got to say. Joe, I'm letting you know right now, if y'all take a break, people from Joe Teen, I'm letting y'all know right now. And tell Joe to get aggressive. When, when this nigga took over Joe, he better start, excuse me, I'm talking. I'm talking. Excuse me, I'm talking. Ugh. Don't let this man pick on you. He just wanted to do a show. So you Come out again, I'm bigger and stronger than you, so I won't have too time much. This is your time to shine, Joe. This is your time to shine. Kamala Harris, she used to get spicy in the debate. You better get spicy. Spicy. They give you bad press, though. It's just fake news. They give you good press. They give me bad press. Because that's the way it is, unfortunately. Spicy! Spicy! <laughs> this thing is crazy. 
Yeah. I know how to do the job. I know how to get the job done. Fuck you, man. I don't give a fuck. Because Biden be getting bad price too. Not a lot of people like that nigga neither. <laughs> okay, there we go. We got uh, thecut.com. What is this? New York Magazine? New York Mag? It's not The New Yorker. New York Mag. Did they use the same? Did they change the name? Isn't that the same font as The New Yorker? Cardi B had the best debate commentary. Last night's presidential debate was completely unwatchable, so much so that it's difficult to eloquently convey the uniquely miserable viewing experience. Donald Trump went characteristically rogue and spewed dangerous lies. And, and Joe Biden, who attempted to remain level-headed and stick to fact-based answers, struggled in the face of such a ruthless bully. For more commentary on just how maddening it felt to watch this disastrous event unfold, follow us to direct you to the Instagram page of Cardi B. So this is, this is high-level journalism here. Here's how to feel. Go look at this drugged-up, drunken, slut, stripper, whore, Cardi B, screaming at a television. This is how you should feel. Cardi kicked off what would become an 11-video seri series with the fervor of a high school basketball coach. Mm. I'd say more like the fervor of a high school aspiring prostitute. Uh, a high school, with the fervor of a high school, a drunken high school stripper perhaps. Um, or the, uh, the fervor of just a high school girl. Uh, offering Biden, who was not her first pick, but who has her support, an impassioned pep talk. She encourages Biden before leaving him with her main piece of advice. You better get spicy! Spicy! You better get spicy! Spicy! Cardi B. So empowered. As the debate instantly goes off the rails, Cardi becomes increasingly indignant. What's the wrong answer? That's the wrong answer! She screams at Trump after he disputes that he did not, as a staggering New York Times investigation recently found, New York Times investigation, pay only seven fifty in federal income taxes the year he was elected. Trump, Trump don't give a fuck about the environment. She growls when the subject turns to climate change, and Trump dodges the question of whether he believes in the science behind it. At multiple points, her high decibel screams of frustration become entirely indecipherable. I'm not even gonna front. I really feel really bad when um, Trump came for Biden's son like that. Like I feel like that was very unnecessary. Oh, it's very unnecessary. Like the the one thing that Trump did right there, bringing up the crimes of Hunter Biden. If that was, imagine if that was Trump's son. Again, you guys know I'm no Trump fanboy, but imagine that's a tr like what's Don Trump Jr. Uh, the other one, Eric Trump. Imagine that that was them. Right, this Ukraine stuff, the, the China stuff. Imagine China. Imagine if that was a Trump. <laughs> but no, she's, she's so mad. That was mean. By the end, she's exhausted, filming her last video, a final recap in bed, inexplicably using Instagram's anime filter. I'm not even going to front. I really felt bad when Trump came for Biden's son like that. She says, referencing Trump's personal attacks against Hunter Biden. Against the angelic Hunter Biden, who, was, who has struggled with addiction. Hunter Biden <laughs> struggled with addiction. Oh, poor Hunter Biden. <laughs> so they don't even bring up the bombshell 
about what happened in Ukraine. <laughs> they don't even bring that up. The billions of dollars. That, that Nothing. No. Hunter Biden has struggled with addiction. She adds, I wish that fucking Joe Biden would have spoken to me before he did that debate because I would have told him he better roast his ass and I got mad jokes under my belt. Well, there's always the next debate. Oh, God. This is great. So we've got, thank you, The Cut, New York, uh, New York, what is it, New York Magazine? Who publishes this crap? <laughs> thank you so much. You also got Vanity Fair. Look at that. They all ran articles. Cardi B was the only presidential debate fact checker who mattered. So we need, we need uh, professional prostitute fact checkers from now on. That will help. That's, that's going to help. The rapper posted her occasionally heated observations to Instagram and said she wished she had been able to help Biden prepare to roast Trump. Ugh, Cardi B. <laughs> the rapper Cardi B is certainly busy right now. The mom of two-year-old Culture with a K recently filed for divorce from Offset, her husband of three years. She took the time on Tuesday to watch the first presidential debate of the general election. So there, here's your icon. A divorced... Insane woman, a divorced woman child, stripper, prostitute, abused, sexually liberated, and empowered woman. That's who you. That's who you should. Uh, who you should be looking up to. Right? Now this is this is unprecedented to be able to have all these devices in everybody's hands, blasting out images of these harlots. And this is what little girls are being exposed to. All right, all right, y'all. I'm coming. I'm coming back here. We we got some support. We had some support. I'm seeing support in the stream. I even got a mod today. Where's my mod? Chase, you better, you better get back here, Chase. You better get back here. Now we're doing call-ins today, guys. Remember, we got open lines. There's a link. Isn't there a link for the Zoom call? Has anybody tried to hit that link? Is it working? There should be a link for that Zoom call. But no one. We had tons of callers last night. We got no callers today. There's a link for open lines. Down below, you got the password there. The passcode's transvegan. There's a Zoom link right there. Call in if you got anything to say. If you got any comments, questions, you just want to chat. Or if you want to debate. You want to debate me. If you want to debate. It's funny, all these, all these vegans talking shit all day, every day. And none of them come on and want to actually talk when I open up the lines. Nobody even calls in. Nobody calls in. I'm opening up the lines for you guys. Call in, vegans. Give me a piece of your mind, or let's let's talk. You guys all got the you guys got the master debate skills. Come master debate me. Uh, DB donated five bucks. Says Tristan, are you familiar with the reoccurring Earth catastrophe theory, which is nature's way of cleaning the slate? I think that's why the elite have their underground bunkers. They know something big is coming, and not the populace revolting. Um, you know, I, yes, of course, I've heard these theories, but I think it's I think it's absolute bullshit. Um, these underground bunkers, underground bases, they get used for all sorts of stuff. And I don't think that these people are waiting for some natural catastrophe. Uh, you, could, you could easily fake natural catastrophes as well in order to depopulate. So uh, I think the reoccurring earth catastrophe theory, I think, well, catastrophism, obviously there have been catastrophic changes. Uh, we, had the, we had a flood, we had a massive flood. And catastrophism is very obviously true, right? There are massive... Um, waterways all throughout the United States. The Grand Canyon was not just formed with a little trickle of water coming through there, in my opinion. All right, so I tend to agree with, uh, what's his name, Randall Carlson 
and some of his assertions on that. Now, the timelines of these things, because of the faultiness of carbon dating, which is completely unreliable, uh, carbon dating, we don't really know exactly the date of that through carbon dating, uh, but we do have the history of the flood. Right, so I don't think that uh, this, there's recurring catastrophes, and if you just go underground, then you can win evolution and come out after all the uh, uh, after the Earth has been cleansed, after Gaia has been cleansed. That's a uh, it's kind of a like an animistic pagan conception of cosmology, and I would disagree with that. So I thanks for the super chat, appreciate that, man. It's a good question. You know, the underground bases, massive underground bases, the deep underground military bases, stuff like that. They, these are most definitely something that people should be discussing. Right? Um, they're all over California. I, remember, I, I knew this dude that worked for Fish and Game. I was like 19. And even Fish and Game, uh, I think that's federal. I think Fish and Game is federal. It might be state. But he was telling me about the railroad tracks around Santa Barbara that just go into the mountain and never come out of them. And he was asking his boss about them, and then his boss told him, oh, you, you don't really want to know about any of this. All right? So, I mean, there's... There is weird stuff going on. Um, people in the park services actually have interesting stories about some of this stuff as well. But anyways, thank you, DB, for the super chat. I appreciate that. Delbridge donates 15 bucks. Delbridge. I'd say Delbridge is the least bigoted person in the chat today. Delbridge says uh, that's because he's donated several times. Keeping the chat alive. Remember, the only way... The only way to support liberation and women's liberation is supporting this stream through Super Chats. Um, we get enough Super Chats, the OnlyFans going live. OnlyFans going live. I'm kidding. Uh, Delbridge Del says, Tristan, do you think pancakes can be made with only eggs and dairy? That's a good question. little off topic. What do you think? Eggs and dairy for pancakes? Just eggs and dairy? I don't, I don't uh, think... Put cheese in it too. Put shredded cheese. Cheese, Yes. Yeah, cheese. If you use cheese, but not just like yogurt or something like that. Cheese and yogurt and eggs might be able to get you a pancake-like yeah. substance. Okay. Try it out. Let me know. Look it up. Look up cheese, egg. Tell them to look up a carnivore chaffle. I don't know what... Ch I don't know. How do you spell chaffle? It's like waffle with a C. Look up carnivore chaffle, she says. It's like waffle with a C. I don't, I don't know if Jessica's just making this up on the spot. I've <laughs> never heard such words. All right, we got, we got callers. We find, look at that. We got some callers. We got some callers. We got, we got people, uh, people calling in. Remember, we got open lines tonight, guys. Open lines. And I'm still waiting for you vegans to come and debate. I'm still waiting for you vegans to come and debate. You guys always try to tell me that I'm so wrong, I'm so terrible, but you don't call in and want to actually talk. Freaking cowards. It's all friendlies that call in. Isn't that funny? All right, let's let's take some calls here. Let's drop Cardi B there. And where is Zoom? There it is. All right, we got some callers. We got Aaron. What's up, Aaron? Let's find Aaron. We're getting Aaron in. Hey, what's up, Tris? Aaron, what's up, dude? Hey, how you doing, brother? Good to see you, man. We got Aaron, also known as... You, you got multiple handles on YouTube now, man. You got Aaron Burroughs, right? And then you got... Aaron the Black Dude. Aaron the Big Black Dude. That's cool, man. Aaron Vision. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty much every one way she performed. 
I love it, man. It's good to see you. Good to hear your voice, bro. It's been a little bit. Yeah, it's been quite some time. It's been quite a while. It's weird watching me on my Zoom face and then watching me on your video stream. It's like a reflection of a reflection of a reflection. It's, it's a reflection, man. It's a de- slight delay, so I'm just going to look at you. Okay. Okay. Hey, audience, how's the audio? Is Aaron's... Let me know if I need to adjust Aaron's audio or my audio. Let me know how that goes. I'm going to adjust the the uh, view here. But what's up, Aaron? How you been, man? What do you think about all this? What do you think about what do you think about Cardi B and all these? <laughs> she's a rapper, right? She's a rapper. Cardi. I never even heard. I've heard the WAP that shitty ass WAP track. Um, Believe it or not, I have not heard this the WAP song. Good for I you. I literally, man. I literally have not heard. The, I've heard. I listen to rap all the time. So WAP was not on my radar at all. Thank God. But why are you sexist? Um, why are you so sexist? Cardi B. I've listened to so many Cardi B songs. I, I got my I got my fill of it. I, tr- I, I, of- I would try to play the race card, but you're black and I'm white, so I can't call you racist right now. <laughs> Damn. I'm not racist for not listening to the latest rap. Yeah, you're you're racist, man. You're you're denying your culture. You're denying your your ancestors and and your beautiful your beautiful culture that Hollywood gives you by not by not uh, prostrating before Cardi B. I am I am here to sort of destroy every single one of those stereotypes. It makes me <laughs> want to vomit um, because, like for example, I want to I want to not we'll get back to the Cardi B thing, but I want a a, a black carnivore group. Yeah, you know, uh, for part of our diet, and it's just strictly black people, all that stuff. And whenever I'm around other people, other black people, when they hear us talk, they're like, "Oh my god, those are black people you're talking to," because they because they're articulate. Mm. <laughs> like even it's it's insane, it's dude. I know like so, I know so many. This is the thing, man. Media media puts out these these icons of half retard uh, strippers and shit, and just drugged out degenerates, and it's like, oh, this is what black people are like. Dude, none of the black people I know, none of my black friends are like that. They they talk they talk like me, you know. They don't they don't dress like a Mexican like me, but they you know they they, they talk like me. They uh they're articulate, they're intelligent. Liberated woman Michelle, liberated liberation theology, liberation theologist Michelle Lowe. Thank you very much. Um, yeah. I'm like, I'm human first <laughs> before I'm black. You, the, the craziest thing, we're gonna, I'm going to go on a quick little tangent. I did not know about um, Crips and Bloods until the movie Colors. Mm. I didn't know about gangs until Boys in the Hood. Like the, these mm. things, I feel like, what, what predates the, the, the gang culture or the movie? Mm-hmm. That's one thing that I've been trying. That's been a huge um, sticking point for me for a very long time. I grew up. I grew up with these with these uh, icons in real time. Yeah. So I was. I was always. I was always like, what came first? I don't remember gang violence until gang violence movie. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? It was right. where I was from. But yeah. The, the archetype was never there until the movies came out. Mm-hmm. Isn't that funny? So why you know, why do you think that happens? Why do you think you know the the black culture that's given uh, black American culture, right? Which is, I mean, it's basically. It's about it's sex, drugs, and rock and roll, but just a slight twist, right? Yeah, that's that's yeah, what it is. It's, 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 it's just a modification of sex, drugs, and rock and roll. But it's it's it seems kind of a little bit more weaponized, right? With the uh, with the hyper violence, um, you know, the gang violence and stuff like that. And it's it's insane, man. All these private prisons, all these people who um, 
all these big music producers who are pumping out stuff pump, like NWA and whatnot. Um, I don't know. Well, these, I, 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 I've concluded, I've concluded that you have to stop looking at apathy and start looking at malice, looking at intention. Like this stuff is intentional. Yeah. There's a reason why there's a reason why a tribe called quest or, or like sort of right? positive. Yeah. Right. Like why, why is it that? Why didn't those track, like what was that tribe called quest song? Can I kick it? Was that tribe called? They, it was. Can I, I kick I, it? Yes, I can. Can I kick that? I listen, that like, the thing. I listen to rap. I listen to rock. I listen yeah. to heavy metal. I listen to jazz. My favorite band is my favorite group is the Dave Matthews Band. Of Dude, all music. hey, stop culturally appropriating uh, corny white dudes, man. <laughs> What's your deal, man? You can't do that. That's corny white dude music. Oh man, they, 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 that was my that Dave Matthews saved my life. I'm gonna wow. be honest with you. I would be much. More <laughs> I used to I used to listen to a little Dave. I had a friend in college who liked Dave Matthews, and he turned me on to some Dave Matthews. There's like there's about maybe 10, 15 songs I really liked from Dave Matthews for a while. There, I can feel it. I can dig it. He has like sixteen albums. That that's yeah. not that's not a bad that's not a bad uh, uh, you know record. Yeah. But um, back to the Cardi B thing. That I mean, we we've seen what they do. Cardi B is like. After Trump won the presidency, there, there's there's no more going back to like reasonable people. <laughs> right? There's, that's 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 done. Like yeah. even Joe Biden. The crazy thing is, I remember uh, Trevor Noah uh, on The Daily Show. Oh man, that guy. They so first good. compared. They 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 first before Biden was um, na- named the nominee. They did have a piece on him where they were like, Trump, uh, uh, Biden is the Democrat Trump. So they actually they they joked about him like they 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 ran his name in the dirt because of how crazy he is and Trevor Noah said it himself and now now the left wing media seems to have to pretend that everything's okay and herald him into the as as the yeah. the well great white hope the basically. savior right he's, he's the like, white the new white savior <laughs> and now Kamala Harris is suddenly black <laughs> Kamala Harris is black now. <laughs> Dude, I love the, it. I love it. So Biden, stupid. Kamala Harris, uh, uh, Hillary Clinton—they have put so many black people in jail. Why? Like this is yeah. this is common knowledge. Yeah, this is not something that this is not something that only the, these are the people the, who profit the, from the, the private prisons. Them. This is this is what I'm what I'm saying. Like the the private prison system, the people who profit from this, like the Clintons, Bill Gates is invested in private prisons in the UK heavily. All these billionaire philanthropists, right? Um, are invested in the private prisons. And then these music producers who select and curate what's going to be popular. It's like what's popular is not just – anybody who doesn't realize this is a fucking idiot also. Tell you, if you don't realize that the pop music that you hear is curated and and selected for social engineering purposes, I don't know what to say to you. I don't, know. I don't know. I think Cobra Commander is at the head of this whole thing. Like It's, yes. it's crazy. You know, but- yeah, it's like well, they, yeah. they started putting out stuff like NWA and stuff like that, and just uh, glorifying criminality while investing in all these private prisons. So the private prisons are getting filled up, and they're promoting the drug use. The government's bringing the drugs in. The CIA is getting caught bringing the cocaine and flooding the streets with cocaine. I mean, it's, you want to hear something crazy? Yeah. You want to hear something crazy? NWA, Tupac, uh, Jay Z, all the hardest rappers. You know they're pretty much fast themes, right? Yeah, like, dude. Tupac, Tupac, they, a little fairy they, they, boy. Tupac was they, a little. They, they're literally artists. Tupac was a little like, fairy boy dressing up, dressing up like, <laughs> and dancing around for for uh, for producers in Hollywood, dude. 
Like yeah, but it's crazy. It's he's the he's the hardest. Re- he is he is the icon, and he was a, he was a thespian. Yeah, like there were there were interviews he would have sometimes where he would like um he the the the, the facade would break. Yeah, yeah, he'd he get real he, effeminate. He, he got he real effeminate, like a, a very feminine man. Yeah, he was he was real effeminate at times. Isn't that weird? All those pictures of him in the bathtub and stuff. Who's taking those pictures? Yeah, and and but no, these are these are the open secrets of the black community or or of this system of things. Yeah. I should say. No, that's the thing. It's it's about compromise. It's about compromise. It's about owning people. So they want people like that. You want people like that in the music industry. People who you can control mm-hmm. and own. People who who are fame hungry, right? That's what it's about. It's like you you seek fame, you seek fortune, you seek sex, you seek drugs, oh. rock and roll. That's what it's about. And you get enough people that are seeking that. It's just easy to control them. You just flood you yeah. flood them with you flood the vices with stimulation, and you get people enslaved to the vices. And you control the vices. You control yeah. the porn industry. You control alcohol. You control the drugs, and you got the people. Yeah, that and that's the that's been the uh, mission for a very long time. Let's just say that, and it's worked. I am I be, I'm not an outlier in the black community, but the face of what the black community is, unfortunately, is. Cardi B is whatever rapper of the day is, and unfortunately, I don't know what it's going to take to what's going to take. Now, so what's up with the trap? Now, with like trap music, and it's just it just keeps getting worse, right? Like it's in in the nineties. No it used to be it used to be uh, at least there used to be lyricists, kind of, right? I mean, but it's yeah, just gotten worse. And worse. Rap generation. Dude, it's so bad. All this trap music. Like, uh, have you heard Lil Baby? I have. Unfortunately, I have. Dude, what is shop. that? Uh, what is that, life. bro? Like, it's, some of it's kind of catchy, but it's like, what is this dude even saying? Well, <laughs> you, you know what it is? He's, he's, doing, he's doing parody. I, I don't think people realize he's doing parody. Is. It's just fun. Is he smart? Like, when I watch the videos, I get it. I don't, I don't enjoy what I see because okay. of people take it literally. But he's just like doing a Buster Rhyme sort of like uh, caricature. Yeah. But, th- but again, what, what he's doing... As an artist versus what gets portrayed and what gets mapped onto the black experience at, in 2020, who, you know who knows. But yeah. we can talk about this forever. I don't want to clog up your lines, you know. But dude, you're one of my favorite. You're one of my talk. favorite people to come and clog up my lines, dude. You can you can clog up my lines anytime, brother. Hey, wait, I got a question from Roboho. He asked if, if thespian scissor. Do thespian scissor? Thespian? Uh, they could. <laughs> I don't know if you understand what thespians is. It's it's with a P, not a B. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Robo. Yeah, yeah. The thespian is an artist. It's a it's it's a it's a performance artist. That's what a thespian is. It's I don't a, think so. They don't scissor. Well, sit, Cardi B. <laughs> yeah. Cardi B is a, a scissoring thespian. <laughs> you there? There's yeah. She is. She. I don't think she's a thespian. She's definitely scissoring. You yeah. know, but this is the thing. They're not taking this creepy of the crop anymore. They're just taking Instagram holes now. Like, yeah. they're just taking, <laughs> yeah. you know. It's cheaper that way. You don't have to pay the them. That's the thing. The music, you know, uh, they're going to fade out this music industry. You don't have to, like, you don't have to pay people millions of dollars anymore. You just give them seven grand a month to hoe it up. And then when they're done, they're done. Right? You get, like, it's less. Social media has made it. it this is institutionalized revolution social media and the they want to push the revolution through this and they've made it to where they don't have to pay celebrities so much anymore they're dirt cheap now but there's social a, media. there's a good thing there's a benefit to this there's, yeah. a, there's a the 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 problem with evil is that it always goes too far and it's stupid it's, that's, it's that's dumb the problem. it's dumb it, shit. it always goes too far <laughs> yeah. so only fans is going to make 
is going to make hoism obsolete. It's going to make it passe. Like they don't know what they're oversaturating. They're, they're going to oversaturate the market so much because I was wondering, you know, you know, you, there's certain books out there and certain people that are saying that, you know, uh, conservatism is going to make a comeback. Mm-hmm. And I always wonder how, how do these things come? How do they come into place? Yeah. Well, this OnlyFans is going to fucking help that in a big in a big way. We'll I see. promise you that. We'll see if I, not, maybe if not I people. I know so many people fans. It's not even funny. It's I know so many. Real life people that I know, yeah. that, you know, that are OnlyFans, and I'm just like, like on it selling stuff, or on it just paying money for it. Uh, no, no, no. Um, I'm on there. On so there. they're they're pimping, not simping. Yeah, yeah, they're pimping. They're, yeah, they're 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 doing the vegan game thing. You know, way yeah. earlier than him. It's insane, but, uh, dude. but yeah, so when it starts coming down to, you know, regular people level, it's it's going to turn to MySpace. Honestly, it's going to fade out. There, people are going to feel stupid about it. Um, it's gonna make them some money sometimes, but there's tons of websites like that. You know, there's a. I don't even want to give them any promotion. That, but OnlyFans seems to be the, uh, you know, flavor of the week. But there's plenty of websites like that, and the more exposure and oversaturation it gets, the more it's going to turn people away. Like this, people are gonna, like virginity is going to eventually be held high again, and it's it is because how cheap it is to look at your neighbor, pretty much. Yeah, Jessica agrees. How much does it cost to look at our neighbor, Jessica? <laughs> oh, it's, it's it's I've seen as low as five dollars a month. I'm trying to. Find I don't, I haven't done it. I haven't. Yeah. I haven't done it. But uh, yeah, I've had, I've actually had some uh, past exes of mine that I've that have offered me to check their stuff out. It's been uh, oh, man. yeah. What they really try? They're trying to spite you or something, or is it like you still friendly? No, 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 no. It's it's uh. They're not like look at me now. You guys are are removed from you know Sodom and Gomorrah right now. But America is whatever you think it is. It's way worse. It's way worse. It's everywhere, man. It's everywhere. We've seen. We've seen. uh, It's it's crazy seeing how much the cell phones and internet and pornography have destroyed the culture here and brought about a lot more abuse. A lot more promiscuity, a lot more, yeah, just just in like eight years since the smartphones came. Like when we first got here, there were no smartphones. They started trickling in the last like six years, and it's bad, dude. Mm-hmm. Check it out. You, you ever seen this? This is a this is on Business Insider. And I remember this this being talked about eight years ago. Maybe we'll have to do a whole episode on on yeah. music industry and rap music. Uh, former music exec. Yeah. Former music exec describes the scary meeting that resulted in today's violent rap music. What if rap music is a tool to turn impressionable listeners into prison-bound degenerates? That's one of the main claim. That's one. That's what one man claiming to be a former music executive said in an anonymous letter published today on, by the blog HipHopIsRed.com. According to the mystery man's letter, gangster rap is a product designed to benefit private prison systems. So uh, he's talking about music industry executives were asked to promote gangster rap in order to drive up the number of inmates and profits for the private prison systems, which funded the business. So that makes a lot of sense, especially considering the influx of drugs that happened in the country around the same time, right? And we know where those drugs were coming from. And, uh, and this fits the uh, the neoliberal model, the opium war model, the British aristocratic model, not even aristocratic, the British banking uh, family model. This is what Sassoon did in the opium wars. This is what they did to China in the opium wars. They're doing it to the U.S. now, and it's, um, 
Yeah, I mean, it's you know the black community has become kind of an you know, icon for the white community too, because like white people, they have no culture. They're told like, oh, whites, you have no culture. White men are just uh, goofy. Oh, man. Like, white men, white men are just goofy incels. Yeah, right. Like that for the white man. So then they got then the white dudes try to be like the the like you you you're calling it half of like the human race that they're evil. What do you think's gonna happen? What do you think's gonna happen? That's you what know, they want to happen. Are they gonna start believing it? They want. They want if that to happen. Guess, like, but they want. They want it. They want. They don't. It doesn't matter if either way. If if they if they ends up radicalizing whites into a different direction, that can be manipulated to certain ends as well, right? Or if it just yeah. you, know, you just break down the psyche of the white man and turn him into this mush ball of uh, of coomer, you know, just turn him into wow. a, a you know a vegan activist online coomer. Then, then they're neutralized. You like, want to hear, you know, hear a hot take? You want to hear a hot? I don't want. I don't want to ban from the internet, and I don't want to get you know banned. But here's a hot take. Yeah, we gotta be good. You know, if so, if someone wants to, if someone like I don't hate white supremacists. If you think you guys are number one on the team, it's okay. It's okay. You know, it's okay to think that you get, that you that you know. Why, what's wrong? Like black power seems to be huge now. I'm not going to say those other words, but. You get Why the not, what's wrong with having pride in who you are? This the whole. I mean, the, this the whole culture is weaponized right now. It's getting, it's it's getting bad, man. It's like, and we're not. You're told to have pride, which is which is if one of the worst crazy. things you want, right? You should like pride. Pride is one of the worst vices, right? And you're told that pride oh, is absolutely. right. You're told that like pride, you should exalt pride, and yeah, I mean, it's nuts, man. They, they've created this this massive powder keg. Right now, and there's a controlled demolition going on of the uh, of the order right now, and we see that this is not just coincidental. This is this is weaponized, right? The culture is weaponized. Um, both sides are funded by big money interests. Both sides get influenced and directed by feds, right? All these like cake, these stupid. Where, where's the KKK even these days? All these freaking KKK groups that are like infiltrated and run by feds, right? Same thing with these uh, these other groups like the NFAC. Um, what's his face? Or the NFAC? I'm not sure who they are. You don't know who that is. You, you, you got to go down the NFAC rabbit hole. That's uh, this guy calls himself Grandmaster J, and his Instagram. Most of his Instagram pictures are him at Warner Brothers Studios, but he's like supposedly this. He models himself after after like Malcolm X, Marcus Garvey. He's talking about black liberation. Um, we want we want our this is a black supremacist. We want to have our own uh, our own country. You could give us Texas. We'll take Texas. He says. And they're marching with guns. I've, I've, so, anyways, he I've to had, me he I've seems like enough, uh, I call him Malcolm Fed. Um, so you, you got Malcolm Fed and the and the NFAC. You got like Richard Spencer, who's just a cokehead homosexual white supremacist dork. Like all these groups are freaking. They're all they're all idiots. They're all foolish. Um, this whole race idolatry thing, I think it's ridiculous. So I don't know. Anyways, Aaron. Um, you, I'll let you. I know you got something else to say, and then we'll. I got like three. Oh, more people. I'm, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good now. Good, I've, I've, I've uh, we've, we've beat this topic up pretty good. All right, Aaron, the big black dude. Um, or no, it's what's Aaron Burroughs. You're using the Aaron Burroughs handle in the chat. Aaron Burroughs. I might change. I might change my name again. I, I'm trying to be less uh, polarizing. So you, uh, what do you want? So Aaron, the I'm going to start again more than likely. All right, I, I suggest be, again less polarizing. Hopefully, you Aaron, the good global citizen. 
I'll, I'll work on it. Okay. <laughs> Aaron, good talking to you, man. I always like seeing your face, hearing your voice. I'm glad you're doing well, dude. You got to come on and tell your story. Aaron used to be what, 500. What was your top weight? 500 pounds? Five, yeah. As close to 500 pounds as a 480 pound man can be. Yeah, so, yeah. And uh, I'm down up. to like uh, three. I, I've, I've been eating a lot of cheese recently uh, just because, you know, the energy expenditure I've been using. Yeah. So um, I'm about. 320 so i've lost I, you can do the math I'm, I'm not good at it but close to 200 pounds yeah dude that's freaking awesome um hey call in anytime Aaron. good talking to you bro Absolutely. you have a good day brother Thank later you. man we got two people in the waiting room right now let's come over here and read some super chats before we pull the next in let's uh all right there goes aaron aaron's out aaron b Aaron, he's got the same last name as Cardi. You got the same last name as Cardi, Aaron. Um, all right, let's see here. Let me come over here to the Super Chats. And then remember, we're, we're doing open lines tonight. You guys want to call in? You want to chat? You got something to say? If you agree, if you disagree, whatever. If you want to debate, come on. We got a couple Super Chats. Uh, no, we just got one. There we go. Rat Splatigan. Rat Splatigan, a regular... Supporter here, Rats Flagging, donates 20 bucks. Says, this is for the three-night epic cozy call-in extravaganza. Yeah, we had Friday night, Saturday night, Sunday night. We're spending the whole weekend. It's the weekend with the bigots. Weekend with the bigots today. All right, thanks for calling in. Aaron the Big Black Dude. Aaron the, the Bigot Black Dude. How about that? Let's do that one. Aaron the Bigot Black Dude is new. will be your new handle. He's got a YouTube channel. He was... Uh, he was doing some content for a little bit, talking to the, uh, what's it called? The, what are those fools called? They use, they, the ones that hijacked the term red pill. Not incels, but um, MGTOW. It, the empowered incels. <laughs> MGTOW, he was talking to the, the MGTOW. Which, you know, some of the MGTOW stuff, some of these people do have, sorry, I gotta scoot my chair over. I'm gonna sit down now. I've been standing up on my feet all day. And then I took like a 30-minute half nap. <laughs> but um, anyway, what was I talking about? MGTOWs. MGTOWs. The MGTOW, the men going their own way. Um, you know, so a lot of them, they're on to something. You know, they get some things right. But then a lot of it just turns into Coomerville, um, make money and do your own thing, man. It's like it, it, it does destroy the family too. So even though MGTOW is on to something... Like, I'm sure if Jessica heard some of the MGTOW stuff, she would even agree with a lot of things the dudes are saying. But then they take it to like, oh, no, let's not even – we don't even need women. Right. I'm just going to make a bunch of money and jerk off the porn. And uh, <laughs> that's like that's some of the MGTOW stuff. So you guys can go check out Aaron's channel. Let's see. All right. I'm not seeing any more Super Chats. You guys like these streams? Please support. Support the dang streams. Hit the thumbs up. We got a bunch of bigots in the chat. Not enough thumbs up in the chat, too. Hit the thumbs up and share it. That's one way you can support. You can also support via Super Chat. The best way to support is via the Streamlabs. The Streamlabs link is right there. Sometimes my mods keep the Streamlabs link in, but someone else better must be streaming tonight. All my, all my mods are gone. All my mods are gone. <laughs> Silverman says they do have legit points about the court system. Oh, yeah, for sure. But those, those points were made way before the MGTOW dudes came around. A lot of them are just coomers. Let's, let's admit it. Let's admit it. A lot of it's just justified coomers. Justified to themselves, of course. Oh, here we go. 
Let's pull in. We got two people in the waiting room right now. The link for the Zoom, the link for the Zoom, y'all, is in the description of the video. If you want to call in, hit that link. You call in, we could chat. We have Andy. We're pulling Andy in. Andy, can you hear me? Andy called the other night. That's our buddy Andy. We were talking to him Friday. Was it Friday night? The first open lines of the weekend. He's connecting to audio. You, you might want to give access to your microphone to the program, Andy, because I can't hear you. Hey. There he is. You can hear me? I'm here. What's up, man? Oh, I just wanted to call, and um, I'm feeling better tonight. But I wanted to call and say hi to everybody. I mean, I'm, I'm not going to waste too much time because there's people that need help and stuff. But I just wanted to say I'm doing pretty good, you know, man? And I appreciate everything you've done and everything all the people have done for me because you guys are awesome. Dude, you're awesome. Everybody here, man. Everybody here cares about you, dude. Uh, did, you, did you chat with Tommy at all? Yeah, me and Tommy have been emailing each other, and I figured out how to do Skype. So I'm going to be doing Skype tomorrow. Nice. Well, let's get you on our Discord as well, man. Uh, let's get you uh, – I'll, I'll email you, and we'll get you – you can download Discord. I mean, you, obviously, I always recommend people don't spend all their time on devices, right? And the devices can – Right, the devices can lead to more vices, but uh, it'd be cool to get you in some more Discord chats. But yeah, that that's a good way place to start, man. Talking to Tommy, Tommy Kelly. Shout out to Tommy Kelly, who's always down to help people. Um, Tommy actually he's is cool he's really cool, man, and he's really good at working with people with eating disorders. He's been through it himself. Um, Tommy was at was was at death's door several times, and Andy, um, and I don't know exactly. Your history, but from what we talked about before, it sounds like you've been there too, man. But uh, but you're on the up and up, gaining weight. I'm a, I'm trying. Yeah, man. I've been doing pretty good. I think I've been doing pretty good. Um, you know, uh, I just think, you know, that you know, like eating ancestrally, yeah, is like the way to go. Yeah, I, I, animal foods are absolutely necessary, man. Those are the easiest foods to digest. Right? And you got to get exactly. that. We need fat. We need protein. Hey, carbohydrates for you are important too, right? So things like raw honey, uh, raw milk, cheese, these are all going to be helpful for gaining weight. And um, I mean, it's, it's, it's one day at a time, man. It's one meal at a time. And it's like we, we, get, we can get enslaved to the vices and then we can get enslaved by, by these other things as well, right? You know what I'm saying? Like our, our, um, our obsessions – can enslave us as well. And I think you working on this, you reaching out for help, reaching out to people who know what they're talking about, know what they're doing, like Tommy and, uh, and Sky, who runs the channel. You did it wrong. Um, yeah. yeah. I, if you believe that you are being gaslighted, then speak out. Come and speak to someone. Make friends within the vegan community. Thank you. Michelle Lowe, we got a super chat, which we'll read in a second. But, dude, Andy, I love hearing your voice, man. You have, you have such a happy voice i don't know i just i can hear it in your voice you sound great dude when you first called in it was like like you you almost brought me to tears but now you you sound you sound like you're on the up and up brother i'm really glad to hear your voice yeah well i mean dude you're a miracle worker and like everything you're doing for everybody and it's like amazing and i just appreciate you and i'll i'll call in again check on like check in periodically but I don't want to rob people of time to get help, you know? 
Right on, man. Right on, man. Some people call in for help. Some people call in just to crack jokes. Maybe some people will call in to debate, right? We got a lot of people talking shit all day, but they don't call in to debate. What's up with that? And I'm loving the friendly calls, though. Andy, thanks for inspiring us, man. And thanks for being around. Uh, I know everybody in the chat. We had a bunch of people in the chat, and we're praying for you and uh, praying that, that God would continue to bless you and that you would be... Um, and you can continue to be a blessing in other people's lives. But I can hear it in your voice, man. I hear that life in your voice. You've been given life, and, uh, and you're not giving up on life. And you're going to embrace it, and I can hear it, man. Um, yeah, Andy. Love you, brother. Thanks for calling in, man. No problem. See you guys. Later, buddy. Bye. Dude, I love it. I love it. Andy, thanks for calling in. Let's see. Let me uh, come back over here to the waiting room. We got two people in the waiting room. Hey, you want to go get me a cup with ice? Hey, so that, the cup that you made with ice? Mm -hmm. And that, that little bottle of whiskey? I'm going to have a little cup of whiskey. I'm going to have a little cup of whiskey. It's like two, two hours into the show. Man, how about, hey, you want to get another one of those tonics too? The tonic water is so good. Hey, go ahead. Go ahead and get that. Was between, I was either going to drink a liter of milk or have a little cup of whiskey. I don't have a little cup of whiskey. It sounds good to me. Let's see. Uh, Jonathan. Well, we got Squeeze the System came in first. We'll hit Squeeze the System next. Let me, uh, let me close the Zoom. We'll read some Super Chats first, though. Thank you guys for the support. Thank you guys. Everybody who supports the show, I appreciate it. I love doing these call-in shows. The call-in shows are the funnest. You allowed to have guns over there, Tristan, and ask somebody. Yes, you can, uh, there, you can get a concealed carry license as well. Uh, with all the shutdown, all the difficulty of traveling right now, I'm not really working on a concealed carry at the moment, but I plan on getting that concealed carry license. But yes, you can you can get firearms where you live. You can get licenses. You could even start your own gun range. Uh, you just got to get the right paperwork. You got to know the right people, get the right paperwork, and you can legally do that, which is really cool. Let me fix my video too. I'll zoom in the camera because I'm sitting further. You guys can – my camera is framed with mostly the background. Let's see, transform, or no, properties. How's everybody doing out there? We got 160-something bigots in the chat. We got supporters in the chat who are sending those Streamlabs and Super Chats, and I appreciate that, you guys. Uh, where's everybody at? I feel like most people, because of the time zone, you got a lot of you probably in the States, but if you're in the U.S., what state are you in? Or what city are you in? If you're in Europe, where are you at? I wanna, let's get a roll call. How's everybody doing out there? Where are you guys? How do I fix? That's it. I go to properties. There we go. Properties. Let's make it brighter. It's too dark in here. There we go. A little brighter. Let's brighten up the room a bit. Let's zoom in on, on that big-ass bald dome of yours, Tristan. Thank you, my love. Share, share what with you? It's so good. All right. All right, video's fixed. Wow. Let's roll down my sleeves. I'm rolling down my sleeves. I had to roll up the sleeves for the, for the, uh, the serious talk in the beginning. That's heavy, man. That, that article from that, whatever, that Jacobin. No, no, it wasn't Jacobin. It was uh, Socialist something, whatever uh, communist website that was. It's heavy seeing how similar this time is right now to what we saw in the Russian Revolution, the Bolshevik Revolution, right? 1917, uh, 1918, you had the Spanish flu. You also had the women's liberation in the Bolshevik Revolution, the sexual liberation 
It's insane how history repeats itself. And if we're not aware of history, we're doomed to repeat it. And this is why I've always been fascinated with history. Though I studied history. That's actually what I got my degree at university. It was history. And that's why I'm damn good at doing research and I actually cite my damn sources. Like some of you kooks out there. Not citing your damn sources. Are right, we got uh, Resting Bitch Face. There you go. I love that name. I love that name. Resting Bitch Face donated $24.99 through Super Chat. Thank you, Resting Bitch Face. That is a, uh, a regular viewer, and that's a really nice Super Chat. I appreciate that. It says, still haven't figured out Streamlabs. It blinks at me. But I still support the cause. Butchering season has begun. Woohoo! Happy days are here again. No flies. Boiling pots in the barnyard. Meat is life. That's awesome. Resting bitch face. That's, that sounds good to me. That sounds good to me. Butchering season. We, uh, we're not in butchering season. We are in maximum dry season. We are in scarcity season here right now. We are in pray for rain season right here. Oh, and, we did uh, butcher two roosters. We did butcher two roosters the other day, but they were lean. They were quite lean. All right. What's up in the chat? We got Missouri, Scandinavia, Utah, New Jersey, Massachusetts. We got, I like Massachusetts. Actually, my, my uh, family lived there for a few years. And I loved visiting them there. Except in the summer. In the summer, it gets way humid there, which I don't like. Um, Central Oregon. There we go. Central Oregon, bigot. Hope you're staying safe up there. Central Oregon. Uh, how close are you to Portland? Portland is not Central Oregon. That's coastal Oregon. So hopefully you're safe. <laughs> Ogenis was a, oh, let's see. Uh, Indiana. Uh, New York. Ottawa, North Carolina, New York, Arizona. So most, most of you guys are in, uh, are in the U.S. Brenton's in Tejas. He's in Texas. Shout out to all the homies in Texas. I love Texas. Aaron Burroughs says, yeah, get the whiskey. No, no milk. He says, get whiskey. Milk is better. <laughs> no, he says, whiskey is better than milk, rather. Yeah, that reminds me. I got, got the pour. Check, check out this cup that Jessica made. How cool is that? Isn't that a nice cup? She made that. She made that out of mud and her own spittle. She just put the mud, she spat in it, and then smashed it together with her hands into that shape. Oh, I'm kidding. I love this cup. It's my favorite cup. The handle. I love that handle. It's like a, a two-finger handle. All right. Hey, there's, there's okay. My, uh, my resident mod, okay. One of my favorite... One of the favorite names to see pop up in the chat. I know, I know the chat will be kept on point, and I know, I know there will be like relevant links thrown in every once in a while, re relevant recommendations as far as theological literature. I know she's, uh, I know I'll have, I'll have books to add to my I have to buy list <laughs> whenever OK's around. OK's alive. I think OK might be over there in, uh, up there in, up there in California. At the forefront of the revolution. Hey, Jonathan Irizarry. What's up, Jonathan? Jonathan Irizarry. I know Jonathan Irizarry. If that's the one, yeah, there's only one. I can, your, your icon's like that big. Your little, uh, what's it called? Your avatar? Yeah, your avatar is like that called icon. Your avatar's that big. But I can see that it's you because you're so freaking jacked. Kensta says I'm having a panic attack. Help. Well, call in if you want to talk. Kensta, you all right? Are you in, are you in the Zoom? Let's take some calls. We're taking calls tonight. He says, I am around Alan all the time. Nice. Wait, wait. All right. 
Whoa, we got we got a all right, we got squeeze the system coming up next, and then we got a bunch of people calling in. Let's start with squeeze the system. Squeeze the system. What's happening? I might have to limit it. I might have to do like a 10-minute timer or 5-minute timer on each call because we got like five people waiting. There we go. This is why I like open lines. I love it. I love seeing the lines stacked. Squeeze the system. What's up, Tristan? How are you doing today? What's cracking, man? How you doing? Not much. Uh, let me try to fix my camera. Let me turn. Yeah, I mean, long time, long time listener, first time caller. Sweet, man. When I hear that, I always think of... Uh, Coast to coast, man. Long time listener, first time coming. <laughs> I used to listen to Coast yeah, to Coast really. every night, man. I used to wait. My grandma gave me this uh, like AM radio, and it had programmable buttons. It was digital. She gave it to me in like '97 or something. I had that thing till I uh, was in college, and it finally broke. But I would turn it on, and I would program whatever Coast to Coast, whatever station Coast to Coast was on. It would be the first button, and I'd throw that on at 11 o'clock at night and listen to George Nori. Um, uh, what not George Norrie, but what was uh, Art Bell, the original Art Bell, and then George Norrie was uh-huh. all right, but Art Bell was fun. That's funny. I'm, I'm born in '95, so I remember on a tsunami there was a show Ghost to Coast, yeah, and that was sort of like the the uh, sort of parody of it. But like, I never understood there was original, <laughs> so I heard about Coast to Coast after. I'm like, what? Like, oh, okay, I, I see what's going on here, <laughs> dude. Back in the day, but, like, if you look up on YouTube, um. Best classic coast-to-coast calls. There were some funny calls. Like, people would do hoax calls every once in a while. Like, this one guy. I'll always remember, and I heard it live. I think it was in a car. <laughs> Driving home from, like, I don't know what day it was, but it was late at night. And it was with my family in a car, and this guy called in. He's talking about, like, some weird caller about uh, aliens in Area 51. He's like, they're going to triangulate on me right now. They're going to triangulate on my, on my spot right now. And then he cuts off. and then But the whole thing cut off, and Art Bell cut off with it. And then Art Bell comes back with his like you know his voice his, his deep voice and you guys who listen to Coast to Coast remember that call the guy's talking about oh the the aliens what do you think about aliens what they what they tell us are aliens they're really transdimensional beings uh, and oh they're gonna triangulate on me any minute now and then it cuts off and uh, yeah that was classic Coast to Coast call um, anyways I'm re- reminiscing <laughs> how you doing man where you at good good I'm in I'm in San Antonio Texas. Um... Just trying to give it a call since you're doing this, uh, and I, I got a lot of respect for you for doing this uh, three nights in a row now. You know, I've been doing it the whole time. Uh, it's a lot of it's a lot of work and effort you're doing here, but I appreciate it. I'm sure a lot of people in the chat do also. Thanks, man. Well, hey, so, didn't, didn't didn't Art Bell do every day? Didn't he do coast to coast like every freaking night from his uh from his basement or bunker somewhere in Nevada? I don't know. Uh, Ghost to Coast. I think they did uh, one episode a week though when that came out. Mm. Yeah. So you're you're ahead of that. <laughs> but um, yeah, I man. So um, I don't know. I just I figured I'll come call in and um, just kind of tell you uh, why you're like one of my favorite channels that's on YouTube right now. Um, you know, because you really put in perspective a lot of um, different uh, things, different different explorations. Um, in my own life and you sort of like put it all in this one central um, perspective to like where you put all the puzzle pieces together in a sense not like you have all of the puzzle but like it's funny because in in the YouTube world you have uh, so many people who do have uh, a lot of good points and and sort of have parts of it but not really um, the whole sort of 
spectrum of it. I guess I'll go into a little bit of detail of that. So, like, um, you know, I'm I'm about 25 now. I was born in 95. So um, I was, a, you know, a teenager relatively um, recently. Um, so about 10 years ago, um, I started to get very, uh, I guess you'd say nihilistic or have these um, existential uh, crises or things of that nature of, of having uh, some sort of sense of belonging. And, um, you know, I, I was born uh, Jewish. I, I was born Mitzvah. I was never really into uh, religion itself. It but your parents were like, your to. parents were religious or they were they atheists? Yeah, so um, my dad is... Uh, was born Roman Catholic. Um, my mother was Jewish, mm-hmm. so I. So both of them are basic. Both of them are basically atheists, then, right? <laughs> it's like mo- most Roman Catholics and Jewish people that I know are kind of just basically atheists. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, look, like I'll be honest. Like religion wasn't a forefront of my household. Yeah. Uh, I guess you know they understood the importance of having uh, a child get the concept of it, and if they wanted to continue with it, they could. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, it was never. Um, a sort of, you know, I had like the ho- menorah and the Christmas tree right next to each other during the holidays. It was like, yeah, yeah. I had, I had uh, some very, friends that I had some friends that also had like, a, you know, a Christian father, Jewish mother, and um, they would. Yeah. I'm thinking of one in particular, and he would always talk about just like how he would make jokes about. He was really funny. He would make jokes about how confused he was about everything in high school all the time. <laughs> I all I knew is I get presents uh, the first holiday and the second holiday comes right after the second that's presents. Right, that's I mean, right. That's kind of how it works. So it's, it's almost as great but, as it's almost as great as having divorced parents. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> which is not great. <laughs> which is not great. Day, no. But um. Anyway, so just uh, putting this back into into the story. Um. You know. So I started to dabble into uh, psychedelics or drugs in, in this nature and um. You know, I started to come to realize that like a not a lot of it wasn't making me happy, um, even as as much of um, you, you know how much I'd I'd want to sort of I'll find the thing that is going to make me happy or or content or in this nature. Um, anyway, so through that I, I realized you know okay well what else can I do because I I want I want to fix this I want I want to. Um, be a stronger person i want to mm. be happy and content and, and i'm so lost in this world as a teenager um so i i got into the vegan uh world of youtube uh, i found you know vegan gains uh yep. freely and enduring writer in, in this group uh, you uh, got radicalized you got radicalized by freely and vegan games. <laughs> I took the banana pill. Yeah, so, um, yeah, but because, I mean, it was a basic concept to where I understood, you know, what you eat dictates how you feel. Mm. So, okay, well, if I eat all this good stuff, I'm going to feel really incredible. Then if I, if I, this is the, this is what's going to fix me. Mm-hmm. Um, and just to put it in perspective, because I know with veganism, uh, you have the, um, ethic side of it then you have like what is sort of died down now at this point is the nutrition side of it hmm. um back then i guess you know like about 10 years ago there was still much of the uh no like this is totally the optimal health you know dietary lifestyle to choose from uh i was never really about the ethic side of it um i guess it's very self-centered but like you know i chose veganism because it would benefit me and i, I think a lot of other people sort of share that not necessarily the ethics of it um, 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 okay. Hi, everyone. I just, I just want to say right there, you're not, you were never vegan. Okay. Um, yeah. So you were never vegan and you're a plant-based poser and you were never vegan and okay, everyone. 
Uh, also, also, I, also, you can I, check I, out my I, only gift card right here. I have, I have proof of it. Okay. A <laughs> uh, pre-order coffee. That is. <laughs> yeah. That's the perfect face. That that face always has to be next to the book, right? You got to have soy face next to the How Not to Diet. I, I only kept this book because I knew it would come back to haunt me, and I knew that it would, it would be perfect. Dude, that's perfect because I, I tried to call you out, but you're like, no, nah, man, this is it. Here's my V card. Yeah, no, I was honestly, I was about it. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I nutritionfacts.org for sure. Um, it just showed yeah, me. Yeah, but V-card. yeah, it makes it makes perfect sense because, like, you know, when you when you listen to Gregor and stuff, it's like, yeah, you know, like the vegetable, it's always been like the the side on option on the dinner plate. It's like. Well, this is the thing that we teach our kids to eat. Like, eat your vegetables. Eat it. Like, <laughs> yeah. what if we make this the entire plate? Then you'll be like super ultra freaking healthy, dude. <laughs> but like, of course, this makes sense. Like, why am I eating meat? Why am I doing these things? Right? You know, there's um, death on my plate. If I take the death <laughs> off the plate, I'll only be eating living life foods, and my vibration and my energy will go up. <laughs> Right. And then you try it and you're like, uh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, and, then, and of course, later on, you realize it's like, you're not feeling as well and you're taking like supplementation. You're like, okay, I'm not, you know, I'm not yeah. going to, I'm preaching to the choir here, but like. What do you think about the pivot? Anyways. Aaron's talking about that. You, you mentioned like that pivot away from health. Like the vegan community has now realized that they can't even talk about health anymore. And they even kind of anathemized people who do talk about health. Right, we watched that video the other day of um, of that of that one guy, and he was he made a video about how to spot future ex vegans, and one of the things was they care about their health, like they care about that. And he said it like five times. I'm not saying that it's bad to care about your health, but well, the these people they do just tend to like they really all they care about is their health, and they focus so much on their health, and that's all they care about ever, and all they think about ever is how healthy they are, and if they don't think about anything else, that's all they think about. So this is like a talking point now that health. Is not vegan. Like being healthy is super unvegan. Oh yeah, and I think the majority of the people who get introduced into it now. I mean, not none of it because honestly, people don't think about food like that. In, in all, um, in a general concept, a lot of people still don't really see food that way. It's still this hedonistic mom, 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 mom. Yeah. So it's yeah, it all has to do with ethics at this point. And I think a lot of the you know. Um, counterpoints to why it's unhealthy to eat as an optimal nutrition diet uh they can't really dispute it that much and it's like this point where it's like well i don't need to fight for this side of it i can still fight for the ethics of it and that's all i need Mm -hmm. and that's just sort of you know uh, that's that's how i see about it but honestly i'm not too involved with um you know like i i love your channel um i still um you know, try to keep in touch with the, the whole vegan thing just to laugh at it, honestly. <laughs> I know. Um, Seems like a lot of ex-vegans so I, are like that. They just, they watch it just to, because it really, it's it's fascinating seeing the human dynamics and seeing the psychological games that they play with each other. It, I don't, it is, it's funny, cults are fan, are fascinating to watch. It's, human behavior has always fascinated me. So I understand it. I still, oh, I yeah, obviously yeah. pay attention to it too, because it's hilarious to me. It is, it is. And, and it's um, important, too, because, like, it, it goes beyond veganism in the sense of, like, how uh, people can get too fixated on the, the food that they eat. And, and, and it's almost, like, uh, autistic and, and the optimization of, okay, this thing, and this time, and this, um, you know, I'm going to intermittent fast for this long, and then, okay, I'm going to have three hours a year where it's just my, my feeding window, and, and it's going to be, you know, it's like, 
it's just too it becomes too much it's like this isn't even like living at this point and and, and it goes you know it could be it, people can have these issues even eating uh animal foods and things just yes. being so fixated and where it's like your whole like lifestyle is, is just this you know and it's just it's too much um yeah it becomes an is, idol I, I basically to, it becomes sorry, like sorry, you know, sorry, I, I was just saying it becomes an idol right it's so easy to make anything yeah, yeah 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 totally totally yeah. um anyway so I, I got it. So the veganism thing, that was um, about 2014, 2015. Uh, by 2016, I sort of phased out of it. Yeah. Um, I started working uh, remotely, so I do, I wasn't able to make my own meals. And so I kind of, well, I wasn't feeling that great anyway. So I'm kind of dying out of this veganism thing. I'm going to go back to an omnivore diet, whatever. Yeah. Um, and then I started, um, I guess about two years ago started to get into the carnivore thing mm -hmm. um because like i said i was very fixated on fixing myself and i was still on the search for this um and the whole carnivore sort of community came into youtube and um at the same time i started getting into the whole fasting thing too um and so i started to get into that uh world of things um, I started to follow you. Uh, I started, I liked um, Drew Morgue a lot. He, yeah. he was um, doing a lot of live streams about a year ago. Wow. Um, yeah, a lot of this, oh, Frank Tifano, like a lot of these. Anyways, so, um, anyways, this this really did help me out because I, I, I just want to say I um, inc incorporate a lot of carbohydrates now. I eat a yeah. lot of uh, meat, definitely. I do drink a lot of raw milk. I nice. try to get high quality eggs. This, yeah. Um, but I also try to involve some sort of vegetables um, once in a while, just just things of, of a fibrous um, manner, just because I did have um, some issues doing strictly uh, beef and, and things of this nature where um, I started to realize I was losing like enzymes to like digest certain uh, fiber vegetables. Mm -hmm. And so I kind of understood like, okay, well, these things shouldn't be directly things that you consume all the time but um i do think that um the incorporation of certain carbohydrates just depending on like what type of diet and what benefits you everyone has their own yeah. stories in, in this, yeah yeah there's um, different different uh contexts that are going to require different approaches right i mean look like yeah, you're, yeah, you're obviously yeah. you're not overweight at all so i don't no, i don't see no, yeah. in a case like yours it's like there's there's absolutely no reason to cut out all carbohydrates Unless you're dealing right, right. with, but, unless it's for like a neurological thing or depression, anxiety, something like that, then a carnivore approach could be useful. But like, I think I think recreational carnivore for some people can be fine. But like most people that end up on carnivore, it's necessity, and they go there and they use it as a jumping point and a springboard to expanding into other things like you did, right? So they go carnivore, they'll be able to digest more foods after a few months, and then they'll start incorporating some raw milk. They'll add a little bit of fruit, and then like they'll, you know they'll be able to digest a wide variety of food later on, but. Um, yeah, I think it's great to experiment with these types of things, but for people who are like, you're not trying to lose weight, you're not dealing with a, a serious autoimmune condition. So you know, it could be interesting no, no, to try, no. but I don't see any reason to like, to do any like carnivore long-term or even for you, like even keto, right? I mean, unless it was for a specific purpose, I would say you're probably gonna be better off with carbohydrates just from, you know, looking at you and, you know, just seeing your, your physique right now. It's like you're not you're you're not trying to lose a bunch of body fat or anything like that. So carbs useful tool. Yeah, yeah definitely. I, I do see. That. I I forgot to mention the whole keto thing got in there too because 
I, I don't mind experimenting myself in the sense of, okay, how do I feel? How do I feel doing this? I don't care what the, the, the papers say that yeah. this thing's ultimately like, how do I, so I did, I did put a lot of um, work in, in the keto or the fasting and, and the carnivore. And I do, uh, I do feel like I benefited from all these things, even trying out veganism. You do really have to go through these trials to really understand um, why these don't work or, or what does work in certain circumstances and, and how to, uh, you know, really do improve yourself. Um, so anyways, I, I do want to say just uh, to why I do appreciate your channel even more than what you do with the whole veganism uh, um, and just dietary movement. Um, so I got into like the stock market and financials mm. about two years ago. Um, and that in itself was a whole nother world of what the F is going on in this world. <laughs> because when right. you, when you, uh, seriously, when you, yeah. it's kind of hard, the whole financial system, you can't really explain it to like how the whole thing works. You kind of like draw like little concepts that yeah. people can kind of pick on to say, okay, this is kind of messed up. But, but like, uh, when you're actually at the computer and like, as somebody who's like trading, um, you, you think, you know, stock derivatives or bonds or things, it's like, when you're looking at the tape, and you, you see how much how much money or how much how much cash flow is just moving into just like these paper derivatives of, and it's like how much money is there in this world? It's like it really it's really is an eye opener when you really take a, an in depth look at how this performs. And you know when you take a look at the S and P five hundred and how it moves, it's like this this none of this is correlated to reality at all. Hmm. But you go you see on TV with. Um, you know, with our administration and how, you know, the stock market is doing tremendous, it's doing this and doing that. And, and it, this correlates to the economy so, somehow and how, how people's yeah. lives are and like how much unemployment is. It's, it's all, not, it's all nonsense. It's an illusion. And yeah. I, this is, this is something that like, I was like, I, I, I couldn't get put two and two together in the sense that like, okay, I had my, my dietary veganism route thing. And then I have this weird thing going on with this, like what's going on with this, this, this like financial sector, like in this, like, it's crazy. Like how come there's so much like manipulation going on yeah. and the way the stocks move, it's none of it's like real. And then, you know, COVID-19 happened and, and, you know, I witnessed just the crash and like, and then so like, now, so now you come out with a lot of your content and like, you're putting like these things tuned in together and how like the new world order and the, uh, just the whole like, agenda the global agenda like this dietary veganism thing actually is is included with uh, the united nations and like how yeah. you know all of these countries are systematically being destroyed and i witnessed like what's going on in the financial sector and it's, it's like it's just it kind of clicked and it's like it's just one of these things i could not imagine any other channel on youtube putting these things together in such a cohesive um just video platform and it's mm. it's it's amazing, you know, what, what, what you do. And I, I know you have, you have a lot of um, your your um, audience that, like, might not be into that sort of, you know, the the global agenda stuff. But you really do correlate into it and see how the veganism thing really is um, just a movement that is an extension to it. Yeah. And it's, well, I mean, it's food really is very important. Food, so I, yeah, food as a, as a method of control for social engineering is super important, right? So, I mean, just looking at this article we were just talking about uh, the first hour, right? This paragraph right here is very telling, right? So, this woman, uh, Kolontai, uh, Alexandra Kolontai, the Russian revolutionary and later diplomat, 
um, who said that we need full sexual liberation. Having sex is like drinking a glass of water. You should just be able to get your cummies wherever you want. Like you, you know, we want we want coomers in the street, and we want and we want uh, we want waps everywhere, right? Slap the wap in the street. Um, we want all the boomers to be coomers. Uh, Kolontai promoted a concept. This is a quote from this Russia Beyond article about sexual uh, revolution in. Uh, the Soviet uh, in the Bol- uh, among the Bolshevik Revolution. So Kolontai promoted the concept of the new woman, one freed from the oppression of marriage, household work, and the business of raising children. All these chores must be taken up by society and state. They would take on children's education, including sexual, urge a move towards a nationwide catering industry. Right. So they don't want to, they don't want you making food. The, the the revolution is total. Right. Collective housing, foster care, and so on. I mean, it's like this is. This stuff has been planned out for over a hundred years, and now you see global capitalism, global capital, promoting the same ideas that the Bolshevik Revolution was promoting in full. All the ideas, all the principles of the Bolshevik Revolution are being promoted right now, and a nationwide catering industry was part of the vision of some of these diplomats and members of the party, right? They didn't want you uh, producing food. They don't want you knowing how to cook your food, how to make your food at all. All this should be done by the state. These people were saying, so this is, uh, it's very important. The foods we eat, how we produce our food, all this is important. You had over 30 million Ukrainians starved to death in one of the most fertile regions in the world, in the Holodomor. And we're moving towards a global Holodomor right now, right? And what we just saw with the intentional shutdown, the controlled shutdown of the economy, right? And now the central planning of the economy, calling things essential, non-essential, that's a Bolshevik revolutionary tactic. This is a global Bolshevik revolution bankrolled by international banks, the Fortune 100, international corporations, transnational corporations, and it is not just about stopping capitalism, right? Capitalism is promoting and funding this. <laughs> is this is end stage monopoly yeah, capitalism totally, globally. Totally. So it's it's, yeah, it's yeah. fascinating, and, man. And I'm glad I'm glad you enjoy the content. I'm glad I'm glad I could. Uh, you know, it's good to get encouraged, right? Like half the comments, negative, but so you can't just go by the comments because in this technocracy, you have no idea if the things that you're interacting with are bots or are human beings at this point, right? It's not cheap to have bot armies, but there are massive data servers. I mean, uh, Palantir, Peter Thiel, uh, one of the first angel investors in Facebook, got heavily involved in the crypto scene. As soon as he got involved in the crypto scene, anybody who was watching in 2017 or so, what was going on in crypto, saw the massive flood of bots manipulating the market through social media, through posts, through comments. Oh, yeah, it's, it's total manipulation. So it's, it's, that goes beyond just manipulation for money. It's also manipulation of your psyche and your worldview, right? So, hey, don't, don't take too seriously the comments you read. Unless you know who's making those comments. Like I see Aaron Burroughs, Aaron the Big Black Dude or something. I know, I know that's a person because I know him. But hey, some of these avatars out there, I just assume, hey, you know what? I don't know what that is. That could be an auto-reply. Because I do. I get a lot of the same comments over and over again with the same rhetoric, seemingly written in a similar way. But, you know, I mean, you, you just don't know is what I'm saying. I'm not saying there are tons of bots bugging my channel. But it's like you have no idea what's going on on the internet. The nature of worldview warfare, worldview warfare, psychological warfare has changed fundamentally. And we're looking at nonlinear warfare here with uh, social media. This is about domination of the psychic sphere of, um, of our worldviews. And that's why, that's why we see this degeneration of culture. Oh, yeah, dude. It's a total psyops. I agree with you. Um, and that's why, you know, I, I would advocate that everybody who is a, 
watching or a fan of you to sort of take in their own initiation to, I guess, try to get this information out to people. You know, it doesn't really matter how small of a following you have, even if it's small, like personal accounts on Instagram or Facebook. I mean, if you have some sort of outreach, it's important for everybody to try to get this sort of information out to people because really, yeah, it's a total just, it's a small minority against the world here. And it's like, it doesn't matter how small of an impact you think you have. It's so important to get that out there to anybody, what you have to say and to get this information to spread. You know, things can happen as a small little fire and just to expand, you know, you don't know what happened. So it's important. I think everybody should share your channel or share other information to get this sort of conversations talking with even their family members, you know, get this out there because it starts with you, you know, it starts with the actual real people that aren't bots that see through the bullshit, you know? That's right. It starts in your home. It starts in your heart. And yeah, it's really important that we, that we talk about these things. We don't be, we can't be afraid to talk about these things. And yeah, man, I, I really appreciate your, your encouragement. appreciate the support. And uh, hey, man, call in another time or, you know, shoot me an email anytime. And uh, there's really good meeting you, man. Thanks for, thanks yeah, for popping in. Yeah, yeah, same in. here, Tristan. All right, take care, everybody. Have a great night. God bless. God bless, man. Have a great night. Call in again sometime, man. All right. What do you think about that, Vegas? He's, he's saying y'all got to support the channel. He's saying y'all got to hit the thumbs up, hit the share, hit the like. And support via the Streamlabs. Super chats are fine. Streamlabs much better. Also, if you want to become a member of PrimalEdgeHealth.com, we do weekly coaching calls in there. Um, we're probably going to do a coaching call on Wednesday or Thursday. We haven't decided yet. Weekly coaching calls in there and a forum of really cool like-minded people. I know Aaron the Big Black Dude's up in that forum. Um, so if you guys want to get in on the weekly coaching calls, become a member of PrimalEdgeHealth.com. That's another way you can support the work we do while getting supported by us. So... Um, all right, what else, guys? Should we take some more calls? We got a big line of bigots. We got a line of bigots waiting to chat. Let's see. We've got... I'm taking them in the order that they entered the waiting room. So we got over here in the waiting room. Let's come over here. We've got Jonathan Irizarry. Then after that, Vegan Gains. Then after that, Brenton Levi. That's probably not the real Vegan Gains, but hey, if it is, cool. Uh, Derek Nance. Yes! We got to get to Derek Nance. Derek Nance, stay on the line. One of our favorites. One of the, one of the arch bigots. Arch bigot Derek Nance. And then Alco Goblin. Alco Goblin, you, you sound like, uh, like somebody who would be a great babysitter. <laughs> Alco Goblin on soon. And uh, Alco Goblin can, can give us a piece of his mind. So I know Jonathan. Jonathan Irizarry. A friend of the channel. Jonathan here. Jonathan, you still there? Primalitchhealth.com. That's another way you can support the work we oh. do. While getting the support. Yeah, mute that browser. There you go. Uh, all right, what else, guys? Should we take some more calls? We got a big line of biggest. What's up, dude? You know, <laughs> there you go. Well, let me see. Yeah, just mute that. We got the delay. Yeah, live. Classic, classic delay. Some radio host yes. will like yell at the call. Turn off your radio! Turn off your freaking radio! <laughs> What's happening, yeah. dude? This is the first time we actually talk. Yeah. We, we talk a little bit in DMs and stuff. And, but yeah, I've been following your stuff for a long time. And big fan of your page. What's going I on? I appreciate it. Yeah, likewise, man. You know, I love what you're about. So that's, that's why you know, I always follow your shit. 
Nice, man. Yeah, li- likewise, dude. Likewise, dude. I love, I love following your content. And uh, man, every, every time I see a picture, you look in Jactor and Jactor. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, well, lately I've been doing this like uh, bench press kind of like I've been setting up for a meet. Okay. So unfortunately, there is no meet at the time around this like current time and I still have to go back to Denmark. So are you peak? Uh, are you like about to, or you're, you're about to peak and like, you, you, and uh, yeah. how are you timing that? Yeah. So the next one, the next meet that's in the area is at the end of December, or the beginning of December. And since I'm not going to be here, then obviously I'm just not going to, Yeah. you know, I'll have to just kind of let it go. But What's your goal? What do you want to bench? Man, well, we're going to hit at least 580. And you've done it in the gym already? Uh, no, man. This is my first time. No bench shirt? You're going to do 580 without a, without a shirt? Raw, bro. Are you raw, kidding me? Just straps. Have you benched 500 raw? Uh oh. Oh yeah, yeah. We did doubles for um so my max so far is five fifty. But this is the yeah. most I've ever Yeah, this is the first time I've ever gone through like a powerlifting structured uh workout. I need to cut this out. Yeah, dude. Oh man, I'm fascinated. So um damn, five eighty. So you've hit five fifty and did you feel oh. like you could have done more? Like did you feel like you Oh that definitely Yeah. Oh it flew, bro. It flew, it flew up. Flew. Yeah. Oh, so man. Shaking? No shaking? Just nah, <laughs> nah, man. Dude, actually, five fifty was the best lift like out of at the entire journey up. Yeah. Like I felt like I really mastered the the form and the technique with it. Oh man, that's so cool! And um, damn, damn, now you're making me want to bench press again because I have I've actually I've benched probably three times in the last three months. You know, but I, and I just no structure, you know, just a few random workouts. I, I haven't put in any energy into lifting for probably like two or three years, man. You're, you're, you're making me think about powerlifting again. Oh, come on, man. I just, I don't know. I love it. Um, so let me ask you a question. Like, how, how's the situation out there? It's good, man. You know, uh, right now it's pretty mellow. The restrictions have receded. We're looking at like 50% mask compliance in town. Uh, no, I'm not, I'm not, I haven't heard of anybody being cited for not wearing a mask, anything like that. Most of the, half the cops are not wearing masks right now. Um, most people know it's a giant scam. They know that this is a huge freaking scam, but what, what can yeah. they do about it? Right. So, um, right. yeah, it's just, uh, it's, you know something? Yeah. I have a, I have a, a friend, a female friend at the gym and she works for one of the local news stations. And, you know, I was bringing up to her the whole idea, like, I'm sure you're obviously aware of Trump, like randomly making get, getting sick after making fun of uh, Biden on live television. Yeah, right. Um, right. So I'm like asking, I'm like, do you really think he's actually sick? And you know, she's like, yeah. Well, you know, we get we get access to all the press releases. She said there was over like 300 of them. And I'm like, but just think about it. So, anyways, um, I brought her brought up the the whole idea of Event 201, how this happened just six weeks prior to this whole you know agenda being pushed. From the get-go so what she had mentioned to me and 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 i well i guess let me backtrack a little bit i told her how an agenda uh, sorry agenda or eventual one yeah um that the whole process was supposed to last 18 months and so she says whenever she had gotten her papers after the lockdown had initiated that it was it was from dated from march up until september the end of september which is 18 fucking months bro september so like 2021 are, yeah yeah 18 months. And and what, had, why 18 months? Is that how long it takes to completely steamroll the economy and, and convert it to a centrally planned global 
Um, what I what believe is, is they're going to run through the, the phases, right? So they have the first wave, and then I believe there's at least three waves that they're going to initiate. Mm-hmm. And I, if, if, I, if I can remember correctly, an eventual one, that's kind of like what they were... But they were kind of pushing. Oh, we got Bill Gates the other the other month saying, uh, "Oh, yeah, this this I, I call this this is the first uh, virus number one and virus number two. Oh, that could be a bioweapon, or oh, like somebody could release it intentionally or unintentionally, and I call that virus number two. Yeah, he's a piece of shit, man. Right, but yeah, I just found that super interesting after having this conversation with her um, that. That just from because obviously she's working on you know on another level when it comes to what they're putting out and they get access to all different types of uh, information. Hmm. Um, but yeah, what yeah, is, was, what is her was, thought? Like because you see a lot of these clips of reporters in the field, no mask, cameraman, no mask, like three cameramen with no mask, and the reporter goes to shoot oh. to shoot the scene, and then he's in character with his mask, and he's got the stern voice, and you have to do. When you talk about it, you have to talk like this and sound so concerned. Um, did she say anything about that? Like, you, you have any conversations about the well, the state? They're, they're strictly in the studio, mm-hmm. so they're uh, they don't they don't deal with any of that stuff. Okay. Uh, but I mean, shit. Like, I was watching what High Impact Flicks or High Impact TV. Do you ever watch him? What is it called? High Impact TV. He's long hair, right? Yeah, long yeah. haired. I've seen I've seen a few of his videos, but I, I haven't watched him. He's done multiple videos where people have like where some of the some of the I guess the people that are being interviewed um, are are basically just outright saying you know they have a hot mic and they're outright saying that this is political theater. It's just it's bullshit, bro. Yeah. It's it's crazy and and it's it's just uh, you know I want to believe that people can wake up and. and you know, like you're saying over there, you know, most of the people are aware that it's just... But this is not in the city, though. This is in our neighborhood, right? Like, in the town we live in, that's the vibe. But once you get into the city, it's different, right? In the city, people are saying, oh, we need more lockdowns. We're so scared. We're all going to die. We need more police and lockdowns. We need military in the street, putting temperature guns to everyone's head, and we'll feel safe. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's different in it's, the country. It's mind-blowing how brainwashed people can be. Yeah. And how, like, literally, they ask for their own enslavement. It's uh, it's it's insanity, man. Uh, yeah, <laughs> right. Man. It's I mean, definitely it, crazy. I think Hitler said there was a quote that's attributed. I think it was to Hitler. Uh, People can be trained to accept the most abject circumstances. I'm summarizing, uh, but basically, he said people can train to just you know love their own slavery. And then Huxley said the same thing. People will tra- yeah. people will be trained to love their slavery. They w- they will never think of revolting because it will not even be in their mind. Because they will just they will love their slavery. We will give them sex and drugs. We will give them Cardi B and cocaine and fentanyl, and they will love it. It's a, it, it's it's sad, man. I mean, you got you got. Um, I just just look at OnlyFans. I mean, to me, it's like OnlyFans oh is, is the fentanyl of social media, and it, it's end stage. It's end stage civilization only fans. That's, I mean, um, yeah, exactly. I mean, you can just look at like just Sodom and Gomorrah mm-hmm. in the Bible, man. Just see like how it's all just slowly trickled into such you know such such a lifestyle mm-hmm. with these people where they where this becomes just normal. You know, it's like prostitution and, and pornography is just it becomes regular life. It's yeah. it's it's crazy, man. How we've been able to shift into this into this way in such a quick period of time because i mean like what i'm 31 and i know like as a kid man like all this stuff was was not was never out in the open 
Absolutely. Damn, you're 31, dude. You think you you, are, you have your pro card, your IFBB pro? No, no, no. I'm gonna I'm gonna try. It, depending on what happens next year. Oh, uh, uh, well, you might you might just, just you might pursue powerlifting though, huh? Who knows? But uh, you could do both. Stan Efferding does both pretty well. But, exactly. Uh, exactly. Yeah, dude. But I, man, you're 31. You got a long career ahead of you, and you're. I mean, as far like right now, your physique does look. I mean, I don't know. I'm, I'm not a, a judge, but it does seem like you're, you're kind of upper crust. Like it definitely seems like you got the potential to be. Bigger. Oh, definitely. Yeah. With my current like height and weight, I would if, if judging like because from the last time I competed and I actually took it seriously because you you know I did the whole vegan thing as well. That's yeah. how we all got together with. Yeah, the man. For for a little <laughs> bit. Yeah. Six months yeah. or was it a year? How long was it? It was funny it? because when I met Bobby is whenever we we all cut it out. When I met him in Thailand. About the same time. Yeah, man. Yeah. Dude, that's crazy. Well, we have to have you on as a guest sometime. We can talk about your whole journey. Maybe after the powerlifting. Well, I mean, we'll see what happens. If there is a, a meet, uh, I want to I see that 580 lift, though, man. I want to see that 580. Oh, well, well, I think we're going to do a live stream with it. Okay. Of course, we're going to film and have, you know, a professional videographer put together. We've been doing a whole series for, for like, from week one up until the end, which is week 12. Yeah. Um, so I've been putting that on the channel. Uh, I believe I have like three or four videos up so far. Shout out the um, YouTube channel. What's the YouTube channel, man? Let's get you, let's get some subs. Oh, this is JI Fitness. What is it? JI Fitness, or you can just type in my name. My name is so hard sometimes to, for people to spell. Irizari. Irizari. Yeah, so I keep it simple, man. JI, that's, that's a good idea. JI Fitness. Check them out. JI Fitness. I want to see that, man. I want to see that 5A lift. Will you be cutting weight for it? Like you, I mean, how, how, oh, no. You, no, okay. So, like, right now I'm around 270-ish, and what I'm trying to keep my weight at is for a specific weight class. So, if I were to compete in a meet meet, then I would do the 275. So, yeah. 275 weight class, the max, the world record for it is 675. So, like, I believe I can get there within a couple of years. Yeah. Wow. I want to at least get to 700 one day. Damn, that's pretty fast, man. A couple of years to 675. That's Dude, pretty quick, man. That's pretty quick. How long? Beginning of this twelve-week process. So we started. I was like around four fifty. Yeah. And then, so yeah, we've gone up over a hundred pounds. Like in the past, I've done touch and go five, five fifteen, but okay. not like you know powerlifting style, where it's resting on your chest and, and pushing through. Right, right, and that's that is pretty hard, man. Getting I mean, yeah, and, and also you're gonna have a camera angle to make sure your butt's not lifting up off of there. You know, no butt off that seat, man. You had that butt. <laughs> yeah, man. Dude, you're making me want to lift again, man. I haven't. Li- I haven't. I, I love. I love bench pressing. I love deadlifting. I hate squatting. So I think I'll start right. benching and deading. I'll do some deads and bench lift. Uh, I'm sorry, some bench press and deadlifting mm-hmm. again. Are you are you squatting or deadlifting? Or are you just focusing on bench? I'm doing deadlift, so my max deadlift was 765. <laughs> I, I kind of tweaked my back earlier in the year, yeah. So like, uh, I was getting up pretty, I was getting up pretty good again, um, but I was doing more like repetition. So I did, I was kind of building my 405 deadlift. Yes, I did 405 for 35 reps. Like, <laughs> um, in, wait, wait, wait! In one set? In one set? In one set, man. Did you put that on Instagram? That, that was my goal. Was like to build it up and see like how many reps I can do with four or five. I had to see that. Is that uh, where can I find that video? Did you put that up on him? Man, it's on my. I think it's on my Instagram somewhere. I, I gotta to find that. Thing. I'm gonna go look through your Instagram and try to find that. I try. I did. Yeah. Uh, I did three plates for 20 reps one time sumo, 
And I don't remember deadlifting since then. So <laughs> I, I didn't injure myself, but it was the kind of thing where it's like, yeah, I can't ever get that sore again. I got kids and shit. <laughs> like after that, bro, I couldn't walk. Yeah, I couldn't walk. It wasn't fun. Yeah. But it's like when I'm challenged with something, I have to do it. So it's just, it is what it is. Dude, I love it, man. Um, hey, so next, next on the list, let's see. What do you think? You think this is the real vegan gains? I highly doubt it. We've got vegan Man, gains was, is next. I hope I was it looking is. looking at that. I hope it's vegan gains. I doubt it is. We'll see. It looks like it could be. It's like an old picture. No, it's, it looks like a picture he would use. Let's see. I hope Maybe we can, uh, yeah. Well, dude, uh, T, T, I, I'm sorry. J.I. Fitness, not T.I. Fitness. <laughs> J.I., not T.I. Dude, I'm looking forward to this. I want to see that 580. Any advice for people to not get injured when trying to uh, bench and any advice on programming? Oh man. So with programming, like what I do specifically is we focus on progressive overload, right? Even while doing the, 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 the powerlifting style programming is like what we were doing is we were increasing volume over time. So like each week we were either increasing weight or we're increasing repetitions. Mm-hmm. Right. And then like, how do you decide? Do you decide right before the workout? Like, do you decide before the workout or do you decide, do you, did you write it down before? Oh no, this is pre-planned. Like, so like anytime you go into, into like a training session, you want to make sure that you have your workout already set up in place. You don't want to just go in and start winging shit. Cause the, the, I believe one of the biggest mistakes people make when it comes to training is that they're constantly doing something different. Like this whole idea. And, and I can blame probably some of these idiot bodybuilders that rich pianos that blame rich piano. Everyone can blame rich piano. Got to confuse the body. (laughs) You know, you got to do the different things, this, this, that, and the other, but it's not true. You know, it's better to actually go about the same routine over an extended period so that you can actually see, you know, tracking, you know, logging your workouts, and then seeing the progression over time so that we, you know, you're forcing yourself to actually, you know, do something more. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's pretty much what we do, you know, so everything is logged, everything is written, it's pre-planned uh, week in and week out. And then from there, obviously, you want to make sure that your form and technique is on point. Okay. Um, don't, you know, don't perform reps that when, when you're, when you're, uh, you know, your form is going to get sloppy. Yeah. Um, that's going to be the, the best way, obviously, to avoid any injuries. I mean, injuries are still going to be a part of it. Uh, you know, we can do the best that we can to, to make sure that we can stay away from it. But yeah. just like me earlier um, in the year, like I said, I tweaked my back and I was doing nothing crazy. I was doing, yeah. uh, I was, I was following this guy, uh, Eugene Teo. He's an Australian Asian, dude. Um, but he, he, he does, you know, a lot of different techniques and stuff for training. And he was mentioning the, of doing snap, you know, like a snatch grip for, for uh, mm-hmm. rack pools. Yep. And uh, so, which allows for, more like upper trap development with, within the, within the rack pool. Yep. And just doing that, I was doing like maybe three fifteen, man. Like, and on my fifth rep, I just kind of tweaked my lower back. And ever since then, like it was just giving me, it's been giving That's me issues. That's it's the thing with, so, uh, with power lifting and with heavy weights is it's like the ligaments and the central nervous system. It gets so strong at certain movements and you use, you use perfect form. That's all great. But it seems like the injuries come when like, you know, a dude picks up a golf ball off the ground. Or like exactly. it, it doesn't have to be super heavy, but it's you just use it in a different angle, and then all of a sudden the you know the structure is kind of it's a little crooked and it doesn't support it, and it seems like that's the uh, that's how most people get injured. Like I I kind of that's it. My shoulder's fine, but I did I injured it the other day, and it wasn't lifting or anything. I was just I was I had like a maybe twenty less than twenty kilos of uh, 
of like the plant matter on my arm and I was throwing it up over my head into the truck and I just did it at a weird angle and I felt it kind of, I had a dislocated shoulder when I was like 12. So I threw a baseball and my popped out and it pops in and out when it, I could pop it in and out whenever I want, but I could bench and it, you know, it works. It's just yeah. every once in a while it's like comes right out, but yeah, it popped out and I was, ah, my whole back was off for a couple days. Work and, on the stabilizers like infraspinatus, supraspinatus. Mm-hmm. So, so like those would be things that I guess I would recommend is, you know, work on the little things. So like, especially core, core work, you know, something like that. And, the, and that's the thing is that a lot of times, you know, this is why I, I recommend, you know, training because like, look what you're doing. There's a lot of physical labor, you know, yeah. behind some of the stuff that you're working with your farm and stuff. So I, I yeah. believe that it just like the whole purpose shouldn't be like, of course people are going to do it for aesthetics. Obviously with bodybuilding, I do it for aesthetics, yeah. but, um, you know, if the mindset should always be for like just for daily living to be better at life. Yeah. Right. And, and using your will. I think this is a thing. A lot of people who've never trained before, they might see somebody who's so jacked. Like, well, look, I'm never going to be, I'm never going to be a professional bodybuilder. I'm never going to be a professional power lifter. I'm never going to be a professional athlete. Who cares? You know, but look, there are a lot of reasons beyond just how you look to work out and including hormones, right? Hormone production, dopamine, how you feel, right? Instead of, I mean, shoot, instead of watching pornography, go for it, go work out, right? I mean, instead of watching TV, uh, scrolling through Instagram, you go work out, you're going to feel a hundred times better for the rest of the day. You're going to feel much better. You're going to function better. You're going to feel more accomplished. And, uh, and I think you know, dudes should be working out. If you're, hey, if you're listening, if you're 16 years old, 15 years old, quit wasting your time smoking weed, hanging on the internet. Go work out, right? You can still smoke your weed and hang out on the internet a little bit every once, but work out a few times a week. And I, I guarantee you, three, four years from now, you're going to be happy you took that advice. You're not going to be, you're not going to be bummed out that you started working out when you're younger. And that you've strengthened your body, that you've uh, you know strengthened your ability, strengthened your will, built up your will, and your ability to actually stick to something. You won't be bummed about that. You will be bummed if you spend the rest of your life cooming on the internet. You might end up like vegan gains, selling pictures of your dick and your wife's asshole uh, because because that's all you got left. Yeah, he's on OnlyFans now. What? He's got dick pics now. Oh. We haven't hit on that yet. You know, yeah, <laughs> when it comes to like following these people, so this is hilarious. Yeah, dude, that's it. They're they're going full end stage, end stage, um, end stage uh, culture. <laughs> Only fans <laughs> life, man. Oh my god! Wow, that's new to me. I'm sorry. So Jay, no, absolutely. Like you know, when I work with my clients, dude, like that's like obviously, like you know, the way I do things is is for one for one goal, and uh, but like most of the people that I work with. It's, you know, for, for more, mainly just overall functionality, like to be a functional person, like functional strength. Um, you know, it, I don't just focus really just on weight training alone. I also do like a lot of like calisthenics and body weight workouts, nice. um, do a mixture of both. I believe that that is crucial, you know, especially mm-hmm. now and then, like, cause I always, I always put this idea as like, if shit hits the fan, number one, if I got to fucking run off and, and someone's chasing me, I'm probably going to be the first one to die. <laughs> <laughs> I won't make it past the mile. Well, maybe my, you my get some real strong forward. forearms and real strong uh, thumbs and you can, you know, some eye gouges or something right now. You know, poke, poke that eye <laughs> into the brain or something. You can be strong enough. Yeah, for that. that's but, pretty um, much it. So, all right. So you got jifitness.com. Uh, dude, I'm glad to finally talk to you, Jonathan. I know we've been, we've been communicating over the last couple of years and uh, I'm always inspired when I see when I see your Instagram, and I suggest people check out your uh, your YouTube channel, JI Fitness. And uh, hey, man, call in again. It's been a pleasure. Hey, it's, uh, it's a pleasure, dude. Keep doing what you're doing. Keep putting out the message, man. Like I like I said, I'm, I'm I just love that you keep shit real. 
you know, and, uh, and it's nice to see some people awake out there, man. Likewise, man. Likewise. Take it easy, man. What are you guys, is school starting soon or what? What's up with that? Oh, dude, uh, I think they're already, yeah, they're already in but you 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 were teaching last time uh, we were communicating, right? No, 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 not me. I've been just uh, I'm, I'm strictly online. I thought you were a teacher. I thought you were a teacher for some reason, man. I thought mm-hmm. I thought you were uh, I thought you were like a high school teacher for some reason. I, I don't know why Hell. I thought that. <laughs> I think you'd be a good teacher, man. I would have liked to have a high school teacher like you do. I'd be great, but I would never work within this system. I sort of I used to think that I would love to be a high school history teacher, but then it's like. No, <laughs> no way. The way I treated some of my teachers, man. I realized, like, it, it is the history that we even learned even real? Right, exactly. And, and, and we know now a lot of it is not. We get little you know, little tidbits of the truth. But, I mean, a lot, I don't know. It's just the little facts you get taught, too. Like I talked about earlier, uh, when World War II started with Hitler invading Poland. Right? Hitler invaded Poland. The same day, Stalin invaded Poland from a different direction. And we're not told about that. We, we would rather we're told about that, but people don't put it together. Whoa, 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 wait. Stalin invaded Poland the same day as Hitler invaded Poland. Why did the Allies... I, it's, the whole thing is so strange. World War II, World War I, all this history is freaking strange, man. Right. Like, there's a lot of people playing right. both sides, and a lot of people making money on both sides, and uh, it's, oh, I, it's insane, man. Yeah, man, well, I don't want to take up too much of your time on the stream, bro. I appreciate you taking the call, bro. That's what I Let's definitely get on, get on again sometime. That's right, dude. I'll talk to you soon. Have a good night. You too, man. J.I. Fitness on YouTube. Check him out. All right. What's happening, Vegas? Aaron Burrow says, Tristan, you'd be roasting your students. Mm-hmm. Okay, just put a link in for J.I. Fitness's YouTube channel. Go check out his channel. Man, I'm about to hit you up. You got you got to program me. Let's let's get my bench up, man. I'll work on the bench press. I'm not gonna do. I'm not gonna work on the deadlift and squat too much. I'm gonna keep, I'm gonna do some kettlebell stuff. I'm gonna do some kettlebell stuff. Kettlebells work really well. I might do some deadlifting though. But the squatting back squatting messes up my back. I like the front squat. Front squats work for me. Messed up hips, messed up back, scoliosis. I gotta be careful. But I love benching. Benching is fun. I'd love to bench three plates one day. And of course, I yes, I'm natural. We got the, the natty or not, folks. I am a natural. Oh, look, there's like five me's on the screen. Get those away. Ah! There we go. Let's replace five me's with one coomer. Five Tristans. Replace with one coomer. All right, let's, let's come over here to the chat. Let's see. Vegan gangs. Look at those arms. Who's got better arms, Vegan Gains or J.I. Fitness? Of course it's me. Hi, everyone. Hi, everyone. Hi, everyone. Richard Burgess, Vegan Gains. <laughs> Richard Burgess, Vegan Gains. What's up, dude? You're look, your arms are looking uh, deformed. I mean, like, really, like, in a good way. Like, in a good way. What's up, man? So, I just came off a 18-hour coon fest. And my right arm is pretty sore, and my cucumber is pretty sore as well. But I saw you live streaming, and I thought it would be a great opportunity to promote my OnlyFans, Fresh One Buns. And um, I also have my own OnlyFans, where I show my big black cucumber, and subscribe to my OnlyFans. 
Wow, uh, uh, vegan gains. Uh, do you want to debate or anything? Um, or do should we? Yes, I do want to debate, Tristan. You've been on my mind for a while now, and I'm really tired of it. Oh, Name me. the trait that is true that, if true of a pencil, would make it okay to Holocaust pencils around the world. <laughs> Dude, you just made me snot rocking on my face. I have to go wash my hands now. <laughs> what the fuck? Hold on, we'll, let me continue this debate. Oh no, there's here's some tissue right here. I just, <laughs> just. What is your deal? Um, you all right, wait, excuse me. What's... If true of humans, I'm sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> Name the trait, true of humans, that if true of pencils, would make it okay to holocaust pencils and exploit them for eternity and mass breed them, Tristan. <laughs> I can't name it, dude. I have to be, do I have to be vegan now? Did I just, did sorry, I? Sorry, sorry, stop sharpening pencils. If you do, then that's exploitation and murder. Do you concede that point? I'm vegan. I'm vegan now. I think... I think I just became vegan. What do, how do I, what do I do? How do I get, do I need Well, a- the first thing you can do is head over to my YouTube channel, and I have a bunch of recipes. I have lentil loaf recipes that I cook for me and my wife, Jasmine Gaines. We go to restaurants, we get a bunch of imitation meat, but I don't want meat, but I buy imitation meat all the time just because of the flavor. It's not because I crave it or anything. Um, can you name the trait of imitation meat that if true of imitation meat, it would make it okay to eat imitation meat, but if not true? Sentience. Of course it's sentience. We all know the trait is sentience. Okay. All right. So, so, so imitation meat is not sentient. I got my D levels tested once uh, before I supplemented and I had the levels of an institutionalized elder. <laughs> like these people who are like in nursing yeah. homes. Are you tempted? <laughs> are you tempted to switch? <laughs> um, vegan gains. Doctor, oh, wait, wait, no, what? No, no, no. I have Doctor Gregor over right now, and he's looking up studies for me for my next video. He's in the okay. corner. I gave him a lot of lotion so he can do his own cum sesh. But <laughs> cum sesh. yeah, he's over there in the corner. Doctor Gregor, if you want to say something, ah, Richard Burgess. How are you, Tristan? It's been a while. Hi, is this Dr. Gregor? This is Dr. Michael Gregor. Wow. Oh, it's alive! <laughs> From Richard Burgess's living room. Wow, um, here's, here's, I know what we gotta do. Here we go. We need Gregor versus Gregor. We, what if we do, what if, <laughs> Hello? This is Dr. Michael uh-huh. Michael Gregor coming at you live from my treadmill. I just want to say I appreciate everybody who is giving super chats and stream labs to keep this stream going. I want to make sure you all are getting sufficient slippies, chippies, and lentils. And please make sure to spay and neuter your sexual object partners because climate change can only be stopped if you stop breathing. Vasectomy! <laughs> now, Dr. All right, all right. So that's enough, Dr. Gregor. This is mainly a vegan games call, okay? Oh, okay. Sorry. Um, 
Here, we'll get rid of both Dr. Gregors. Now, do you see those arms? Do you know how big those arms are, Tristan? Yeah. Those are 19 and a half inches of pure muscle. How many inches? Nineteen and a half inches. Why are you measuring? Why are you measuring your arms? I haven't been able to go to the gym lately, mostly because things are locked down because of COVID. And I'm too scared to go to the gym because I feel like I would die if I got the virus. I'm black. I'm in Canada. Canada, And so my vitamin D levels are too low, even though I take a supplement. And if I were to go to the gym, I'd probably catch the virus and die. So that's why I haven't gone lately. Wow. So that's... All right. Well, cool. I'm glad you have large arms. That's cool. Um, is there? Any... I'm bigger than you, and I'm stronger than you. Well, I'm bigger than you, and I'm stronger than you. <laughs> now, Tristan, I have a clip to play for you. Let me know if you can hear it fine. Turn it up. Well, it's the highest it can go. I'll just summarize it. I basically said in a live stream that where, would I eat 10 steaks to save Jasmine Gaines' life? And I said yes. So what? my previous statement of saying that I would die for the animals is wrong. I would actually eat 10 steaks, which could potentially be 10 cows' lives to save my own wife because I care about her or something like that. Or something, or something like that. Okay, well, that's, that's very romantic. I, I don't know. I, I, I think that's, that's honorable, man. It's, you, wouldn't, uh, you didn't allow – you said that it's selfish for – John Venus to eat three eggs, even if it was going to save his life, and you wouldn't do that. But for Jasmine, you would, and I think that that shows that you're an altruist. It shows that you care more about others than yourself. It shows that I'm selfish, even though I stay inside and I I do help people with consultations when they consult me. What do you What do you give them advice on? What kind of advice do you give them? That's confidential, Tristan. I know you're trying to get my secrets, but it's not going to work. I mean, what are they? Well, I see a bunch of people in the call waiting list. I don't want to take much of your time. I know they're waiting. So I'll just head out, Tristan. It's not been pleasurable talking to you. I don't like you. And I'll probably be calling in again to tell you how much I hate you. Okay? Okay. Uh, Bye, everyone. Bye. (laughs) Bye, everyone. (laughs) Bye, everyone. All right. Vegan Gains. We, there's surprises every day. Like these, these call-in shows, you never know who's going to pop by. Um, speaking of surprises, Archbigot Derek Nance coming on next. We're getting, we're getting celebrity call-ins. Here's an actual, here's a carnivore celeb. <laughs> Derek Nance. Derek Nance, friend of the show. He's been on a couple times. I don't know if he's still here listening. Derek, did you step away? Hello. Derek. Oh, hold on. Hey. What's up, dude? Tristan. Mr. Hey. This this is my very first Zoom call. That's so awesome. And hey, go ahead and uh, mute the browser. I think the browser is playing in the background, so we're gonna hear a delay. Actually, I'm gonna go to the bunker. I'm getting away from the mainstream. Cool, man. Hold on. Dude, Derek, I, I can't tell you how happy I am to hear from you. It's been probably, has it been two years or one year? How long has it been since we talked? 
probably been over a year. I mean, like time kind. Of, I guess is pre-COVID was the last time we talked. Obviously. Yeah, I mean, gosh, what has happened since then has just been too much to go through right now. But uh, yeah, it's the best of times. It's the worst of times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you mentioned earlier in the chat that you've been taking some steps towards uh, kind of being a little bit more self-sufficient over there. What what's what's changed over the last nine months? I know it's been a lot. It's been difficult for a lot of people to procure meat. And if you guys don't know, Derek Nance, he's been doing a, like a fully carnivorous diet for how long now? Uh, ten going on eleven years. Eleven yeah. years, December. Yeah. So so Derek's ten eleven years. He slaughters his own animals, right? So he, he, you know. Last time we spoke, he was talking about uh, you were mainly on mutton. So you'd find quality sheep, you'd butcher at your at your house, and that would save a lot of money. And I think a lot of people are probably going to be thinking about this, uh, maybe if not now, uh, soon, if there's another wave of food shortages. So um, I think it's funny how relevant everything we talked about like a year and two years ago has become all of a sudden for so many people. Yeah, and it's, it, it became kind of urgent for me. Uh, where I live, uh, there was a bottleneck in the meat uh, a supply chain because a lot of the butchers' shops shut down you know, during the COVID, and uh, a lot of the farmers couldn't get their meat to the market. They just couldn't get it there because everything was closed down, and so people are backlogged. Small family farmers can't even sell what they have and people who want to buy good quality meat can't find it. So but you could a buy huge bottleneck. You could buy an animal, though, right? Right, and uh, there's a a lot of farms that are just having trouble, you know, getting their meat to the market because of what's going on. Yeah, and then there's a lot of people that are buying out. Like you know, when the food shortages first hit, you know, a lot of people went out and just bought everything they could buy. And so I had kind of a shortage on my end, just trying to look for good animals sourced from some of these farms. Yeah. And so for the last few months, I've been struggling just to get my basic sources. So I said enough's enough, and I decided to start looking for my own place. Uh, I got a friend that set up a few acres, and uh, we're almost getting the fencing completely done. And uh, I got a few animals ready to go on it, and within a couple of weeks, I'll have my own little place set up. Congratulations, man. Correct. How many, uh, and, uh, what kind of fencing are you doing? Uh, just uh, sheep and goat fencing, uh, the woven wire. That's nice, yeah. And so at the, at the combination, like there's an old barbed wire fence against the back property that we're okay. trying to mend. And yeah. then I'm trying to do uh, new fencing and gates up towards the front of the property. So it's a, it's a task. Yeah, bar- so many taking- barbed wire fences is not easy, man. Like tying them and it's, it's, uh, it's not a fun task either. It's in a mountain t- mountainside, so there's all these old growth trees that have it's grown into the barbed wire. Some of the trees have fallen down, so you got to do yeah. a lot of clearing. So it's a lot of grunt work. Yeah, but it, it's and it's rewarding. And uh, just recently, I've gotten to contact with a man who's uh, running some of these small farm cooperative organizations. Okay, and he's been contacting me about maybe even setting up a mobile butcher shop because he can't get his meat to the market. So I might even be out there sometime in the near future employed as a, a mobile butcher mm-hmm. because of what I've been doing for so long and then helping maybe teach other people how to process their own animals because it, this yeah. is where it needs to go. Yes, absolutely. And this, this, is why, this is why I love talking to guys like you. I mean, people who are actually doing something about this, 
right? I mean, there, there are a lot of people doing things about it. I'm not saying that everybody's got to do what Derek's doing, right? But this he, Derek is kind of blazing a trail for a lot of people out there. You know, butchering your own animal. He he was getting he was purchasing mutton. He was getting cheap and butchering them in his backyard years ago. People thought it was crazy, but he was saving so much money. He wanted to eat nose to tail, so he's like he wanted the bones, he wanted the organs, he wanted everything, and he found a way to do it. And that was butchering the animal at home. This is what everybody used to do. This is what everybody does here. People keep rabbits. That's another good thing. People, you, rabbits are cheap. You can they breed like crazy. They don't have a lot of fat. If you're going to be doing like a you know Derek does a fully carnivorous diet, so he needs more fat. But as far as like a protein and, and uh, animal food source, rabbit meat is fine. Right, so rabbits uh, here they do guinea pigs too. They call it cooey, and they've been doing it for thousands of years. And people uh, they keep the guinea pigs in a uh, they they use like a mesh so that the the poop falls down below. And all you do is you go out and you cut some. They call it monte here. You cut some weeds for them. You bring it to them every day. They fatten up, and then you can butcher those at home. Now that's a lot easier than a sheep or something like that. A little bit more advanced, but that's a good place to start. Like you can butcher your own rabbits at home. You can butcher your own chickens at home, and um, that's. Because you're going to be better off doing that than buying stuff in the store from uh, you know a lot of the, just as far as quality goes. Yeah, backyard chickens anybody can do. I mean, yeah. unless you're local restrictions, but even then, you know, you can get around it. Yes. So anybody can keep a small coop with some chickens, and then raise their own eggs and, and butcher their own birds, and then go out. If you're really adventurous, you can hunt small game, small animals, and yes. You know, when hunting season comes around, find somebody who's an expert and just learn. I mean, for your sake, for the, your family's sake, in the future, these shortages might not just be minor inconveniences. Right. They might be going to the government food line and getting a bunch of soy meat or having to source your own food yourself. So why not take this time as an interim to train, to learn, to, to find out ways to, to source your own food so that you can be independent? Yes. No matter what, even if things turn back on, you're still going to get a bunch of garbage at the local grocery store. And why not just go get something else from a small family farm? Yeah. And you can offer yourself, like me, I, I do labor, I do trades. And so you don't necessarily have to raise your own animal, but you can source small family farms and then work within those communities to support those people and to help them expand their operations. And yes, yeah, so if you have a... a work in town you can still pay money to these small farms and, and help develop and grow that infrastructure yeah. and uh work to build these sustainable food systems yeah i love that man that's why i like talking to guys like you it really inspires me i grew up without skills like that right and you know i remember being a kid and a little punk ass kid my dad would try to teach me things and i'm just like whatever man whatever man i don't even I got, know that you know well, i got a 13 year old son and i'm I'm trying to take at least a couple of days a week out and teach to work, and it's it's an uphill battle. Yeah, <laughs> like the culture these days, the kids just it must be they, way they worse. want their <laughs> yeah they want their set lifestyle, and the culture is just so invasive. It's almost yeah. impossible to get away from. <laughs> and this is the thing, right? So it's that generation gap. They don't want if you're if you're trying to break down the fabric of society and reformat the worldview of people, you don't want generational knowledge getting passed on. So I think this is super important, right? Like, look, if you got kids, um, it might take a lot of patience. It might take a lot of time to break through that membrane and teach them things, but it, it's worth it. It's worth it. I mean, for, for their future, for the future of the culture, um, it's well worth teaching them these things. And then my friend also has a project, and it's it's one of these uh, 
dreams that might may or may not come true, but he's talking about uh, working with some of these uh, re reclamation of old mining and logging land out in eastern Kentucky. And he's got a proposition for running herds of about 3,000 animals. Yeah. And he wants to bring in herders from Peru, people who could live on the land and actually herd traditionally, you know, these large herds across yeah. 15,000 acre span, spans and to reclaim some of this land that was just kind of abandoned after, you know, the capitalists came and took all the logs and all the, mm -hmm. the coal out of it. So he wants me to be a part of the project, you know. So I've just been getting these offers now. So I think that we can use whatever's going on, whatever you want to call it, as an opportunity, mm -hmm. you know, to get ready, get prepared, and, and maybe even build your own future, you know, yeah. become more self-sufficient, more independent, and then use that to take you through whatever this is. Exactly, exactly, man. And a lot of, you know, don't, don't just sit by the sidelines and wait for someone to do it. Right? Yeah, you might not know anything about what you're trying to do. You might not have any clue on where you're going. But and just put your foot in the door or find somebody who does know what they're doing that's got patience and latch onto them and ask them to help you. Right? Do an exchange. Do a work exchange. You know, I mean, there, there, there are a lot of situations that can be amended by just simply taking control, taking responsibility and doing it yourself. And a lot of people are thinking all of a sudden, all right, maybe I should be doing some of these things myself. Um, and guys like Derek have been out there doing it for years. So what, um, yeah, what was your the audience one? Uh, I just butchered an animal today, actually. Show, us, show us the fridge, man. A big ram. Show us. And, uh, I got it put away. That's pretty much my job for the day. How long does it take you for, uh, for a ram? Cause we're going to butcher a ram soon too. Pretty uh, nice and fat. I don't know nice if fat. you see everything, but it's all kind of crammed in here. A lot of fat. That's good. Yeah, this is a big boy and all grass too. Like you don't, you wouldn't believe like a four-year-old ram that's been out on a pasture. Like this is the fat. Woo! This is a whole of the gut fat. That's a lot of fat. That's good fat. Absolutely. Let's see the liver. Here's the liver. Let's see that liver. Uh, it's point down. Not, there you go. Not hot on it. I still got the gallbladder attached. I need to take that off. What about the kidney? Where's the kidney? Oh, you're going to make me play a scavenger hunt. Uh, <laughs> see, the kidneys, I think I buried them in another container. I, there wasn't enough room for everything. What do you like better, kidney or liver? You got to choose. Everybody, these. Look at that. Oh, maybe they can't see what these are. But Testy cows. I don't know if you want to censor that. But no, man, that's that's actually one of the best parts of the animal. And people don't realize that. The huevos. The huevos are the best. But what, what do you do? You, you don't use the skin in any way, right? The skin on those? Skin. Here's a here's a spleen. How's the spleen? So taste? yeah, spleen's real good. I'll eat that. And I got a big bucket of guts, and I'll have to go through that. I'll even make the guts into my signature smoothies. <laughs> uh oh, Derek's got his gut smoothie coming up. <laughs> he eats, oh, yeah. eats the stuff from the inside of those guts and everything. A lot of people are so afraid <laughs> to eat animal foods, and Derek's out there mm -hmm. squeezing the stuff out of the guts and saying that tastes kind of nice. <laughs> Intestinal mucus, the mucus membranes, every all that stuff. It has uh, precursors to immune cells. I mean, stem cells. Everything's in it, and yeah. the probiotics, prebiotics. Here they wash them out with a hose. Raving about. They squeeze them out and they wash them out with a hose, and then they make soup with them. The <laughs> intestines. But Derek, he does them raw. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm something else. <laughs> Derek's uh, next level. Yeah, you know, I got my raw meat right here. I was 
gorging because I haven't eaten a, a good animal like this for a long time. I finally got a hold of the the guy who's the sheep guru that's going to set me on my path. So yeah, it's a deep color. It's a nice deep red tonight. It's a nice deep red on that one. It's really nice. You you see some like some of the crappy stuff you see in the supermarket where it's almost pink. But it's like I love to see when the meat's really dark and it's got herby flavor. You can taste the different you know, the different grasses they eat. The liver tastes different on a good quality animal. Look at that. What do you? Mm-hmm. Got? I've been a big yeah. This lip flawless almost. I got the liver. I love liver. like really good. What do you? Uh, you eat the liver first or the kidney, or do you, you do different order? Because I really like kidney lately. I think I'm. I think I like kidney more than liver right now. It comes and goes. Like, yeah. Sometimes I'll have a craving for the kidney. I don't know if it's the mineral salts or there's something else in it. You know, different mineral balances. And yeah, sometimes I like the kidneys, but primarily the liver when it's fresh right out of the animal. Like, this is the first day. Yeah. All the glycogen's intact. All the sweet, all the enzymes is alive. So, like, I just, I'll eat about half of it fresh within the first few days and then I'll hang the other half and kind of let it dry age. Well, you dry age the liver. Are you still doing that? That's cool. Yeah. Well, everything dry ages when you hang it up in the meat locker like I have. You know, it just aerates. That's the thing. Keep it aerated. Don't wrap your meat in plastic. Don't keep it in some sealed container and just let it sit in the back of the fridge for a week. Just let it air out. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, that's the thing. You put it in the plastic and you set it in the fridge. It's gonna get funky. It's gonna get you know the ju- like it starts the juices start coagulating different colors on it. But yeah, it's it's always better fresh. Um, but I don't I don't mind fresh frozen. Right, you get it, you bring it home, you freeze it, and you pull it out. To me, it ends up. I don't end up. Uh, I don't think it's too bad like that. I don't think it's too different. But um, no, I'm, I'm not that on that string. There's some of these raw carnivores that like Agenis vonderplanets never freeze, never freeze. And I just, I don't buy into that. Mm. I think that in some situations when I have a lot of meat like this and this is a big animal, I'm not going to be able to go through it all fresh. So I'll take packs of the fat, maybe pieces of organs and then just freeze that away. So I'll have some fresh to mix in with my aged meat. And I think it takes a balance. Uh, I really like a balance of really, really fresh and even if it's frozen, like if you freeze it within a day or so after slaughtering, it still has that glycogen in it. It still has the the living enzymes mm-hmm. that, you know, some some of that stuff fades away after you dry age. So I think it's yeah. good to have a balance of really, really fresh as well as, you know, aged meats. Yeah, and freezing for a long time will change. Like you could you know, feel a difference when you freeze it for a long time. But hey, frozen for two, three weeks or a month, to me, it tastes just mm-hmm. as good, feel just as good. You know, I don't, it doesn't it's, seem too different. Yeah, whatever depletion in any of the nutrients, it, it's minimal. Yeah. As long as it's not in the bottom of a deep freeze for three or four years. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. After a long time, you do start to notice a difference, four or five months. Well, I mean, I hate to keep up all the stream. I mean, I'm sure we're up pretty late. Uh, you want to just check back in with me some other time or you want to yeah. keep going? Absolutely, man. Let's 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 get you in here again. I'm, I'm really glad you called in, bro. Um, maybe we'll do... I have maybe, a lot of about what's going on but i don't want to get my views out there because we might have to go 1776 i mean and maybe <laughs> some of this stuff the sons of liberty will rise again if you're watching it's getting crazy <laughs> out there man i don't know what it's like in kentucky but uh i'm, I'm talking oh man the go- our governor's one of these people that just we're in this together for the economy mask up kentucky he's just pleading pleading for us all to put our mask on and, and wear them everywhere Dude. and it's just 
I mean, I, I guess it's around the world, but yeah. <laughs> for those who know what's going on, you know, we can see through it, but there are a lot of people who can't see through it and they don't want to see through it. Yeah. When I try to call to these radio stations, I get cut off. You know, like that. I, I used to do that, that in 2008, 2009 to call in. I remember I got cut off by Hannity. Ah, like they, they, some of these, some of these people, man. They're like, you. There's certain words you could say. I called in Hannity. I started talking about geoengineering back in 2008, and he went off real quick. And it was like, oh wow, like that was that was a very strange response. Like I don't, I don't understand why anybody would be that mad about just the word geoengineering and weather modification. And he got pissed off, man. Hung up on me right away. Called some names, and I was like, "Damn, Hannity, you you done you done showed your hand, man." I don't. Know, he's he's big now. That's what's funny, seeing how big he's gotten the last few years. I always remember that. I always remember how how Hannity treated that caller that talked about talked about yeah. you and, and this weather is, modification. They are. This is who those people are. They do not want you to talk. They don't want to have a discussion. They want to lord over and then have you kiss their butt. Mm-hmm. But I I called a local station just a couple days ago, and there's a call screener. He's really cool. I started talking to him off the cuff, and he's yeah. like, yeah, you should call in on Friday. We have this doctor. And so I called in on Friday, and he, he let me write in, let me write through, and so I started talking about the false positives yeah. and stuff like that. And he just went into this rant about how there's, these tests are so new, and that, but the no. protein that it tests for <laughs> that identifies it, this, this convoluted thing that has nothing to do with what I was asking. Right. And then I, you know, I was going to secondary question them about the fault and how what they call the coronavirus. It's not the full spectrum. They don't have the full genetic layout on any one of these tests. Yep. And that's about the time they cut me. Yep. Yeah. No. They. You, <laughs> and you then I testing for any coronavirus, back. any one of the coronaviruses that are out there. Back. And he he says like, yeah, I've been in the media about thirty years, and I don't believe anything they say. And this is the call screener for the mainstream show that I'm trying. Exactly, to call. he's like, yeah, I know these people are idiots. They're shills. That's it's ridiculous, so man. People we need to reach. I mean, there's people underneath in all the organizations out there, and don't oh, be yeah. afraid to just speak up and, and ask. Yeah, because you might not know who who's going to be sympathetic and who's not. Dude, this is important. I'm glad you mentioned calling into radio stations because there are a lot of shows on live on the radio all the time reaching thousands of people and anybody can call into those shows. Hey, just like now, just like all you vegans always talking shit, saying you want to debate. But then when I open up the lines, none of you call in to debate, right? But uh, you people who have, who have actual knowledge about what's going on in the world, call into these radio stations. Ask them hard questions. Talk about some of these subjects, right? Hey, they might cut you off and hang up on you, but then you'll get to know exactly who knows. You, you can tell when they, when they cut you off and hang up on you. They don't cut you off and hang up on you because they've never heard this before. They know that, you're not, they know that's, uh, that it's off limits, right? So um, call one of these radio stations, guys. The control of the story, that's what Plato talked about. He who controls the story controls the world. And we need to quit being shut up. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they try to shut us up and not allow us to speak our stories and our truth. And then that just gives uh, the controllers the free reign to just create with all this madness. You know, they're fiction, science fiction fantasies. And we are living some type of X-Files type story right now. <laughs> right. You see the new <laughs> last, last thing I'll ask you. Did you watch? Uh, I, I haven't seen the recent one, but a few years back, X-Files did another series. And they had stuff about like pandemics being released fake alien invasion there was everything was in the the reboot of x-files i don't know if you saw it yeah it's it's all part of the script yeah. <laughs> it's 
But like I said, we can rewrite our own stories. We can create our own world. Hey, I think it's, it's time, man. It's time. It's time for people to start calling into these shows. So I think, uh, I, I think that's some good advice, man. You, I want to hear hear you guys calling in these radio stations. Ask ask some questions, right? Ask the right questions. Call these radio stations. Call the radio shows when they got open lines. Hey, call us when we got open lines too. But uh, Derek's got a channel. We just we put your thank you. Okay, okay. Just put Derek's channel, his YouTube channel, in the chat. I don't know if you've uh, put anything up there recently. <laughs> Let's see. I have not done anything for years. Four years. Like me and my brother put some butchering like demos on there. Yeah. And that's one of those things that maybe I should take more motivation to get into to put some more information out as far as what I do because I think it would be helpful to the growing carnivore community. Because 10 years ago when I started this, it was a frontier. Like a lot of people – you know, in the forums at the time, this would never catch on. This would never catch on. And then just in the last three or four years, you know, the the concept of the carnivore diet, you know, became widely known. So I think that even though a lot of the information is being shut down, we can still get it out there. And I'd like to be able to, at one point, do a few more of my demo videos to just explain how I butcher, how I process, how I put and store my meat away just to yeah. help educate other people and, and encourage them to do the same thing. Well, Derek, I know uh, sometimes when you haven't been active on a channel for a while, YouTube YouTube hides this channel like crazy in the algorithm. Make sure you guys are subscribed still. If you're watching this, you might not even be subscribed anymore. They've been unsubbing people constantly. The algorithm does not like this channel right now for many reasons. So uh, make sure you're subscribed and then check out Derek's channel. Derek, I encourage you, man. Please, uh, I would love to share if you uh, have some... Um, I don't know. I think you, you probably you can't show actual slaughter, but the processing of the animal and the cleaning of it. I would love for you to make some videos like that, and I'd love to share them when uh, when you got them out. So please do, man. Please show us how you how your your butcher process goes and how you are storing it, and we can um, you know maybe maybe we can talk about it again. Like you come on and and we can chat about some of this stuff, and we can go through some of the footage and and help people out because there might be people out there who could you know go buy a sheep or a goat. Maybe a few miles away from them, maybe 30 minutes away from them. They can get two or three of them and maybe stock up their freezer for what might be a difficult winter when, when you know, these governments start going nuts and trying to shut down the economy and do whatever it is they're doing in their little uh, global homo Bolshevik revolution that's going on right now globally. Um, it's going to be important. The sources of food, quality food is very important. So um, yeah, Derek Nance, carnivore legend, carnivore vet. Um, uh, it's great to see you, man. We got like four more people in the chat. I could talk. I could talk to you all night, but um, let's. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll make another day of it. Let me get yeah. some more materials in, and I'll see how this uh, adventure goes with my farm. And maybe once I get it up and running, and just kind of let you know, please, how how that goes. And uh, my project with this other guy who's setting up a mobile uh, butcher unit. I mean, I think that would be a golden opportunity yeah. for me to reach a lot of these small farmers and just set up direct farm to table, no middleman. <laughs> Dude, that would and be really good. Relations be, cool. be damned. We'll find a way around it because uh, there's a way to do uh, animal shares where you don't have to have USDA inspection if you just have the people buy it directly. And yes. I think that's where the future needs to go for meat. They can try to ban it all they want, but if you can go directly to a farm and put cash in his hand and he can give you an animal, there's no receipt, there's no government oversight. You can just go get your own. Don't ask for permission. Don't ask for forgiveness. Just do it. DIY. There you go. Derek Nance, thanks a lot for coming on, man. I can't wait to talk to you again. Thanks you. I, I really appreciate you uh, you calling in. Uh, 
I'll talk to you soon, Derek. You look, by the way, you look super <laughs> healthy, man. You're looking great. Oh yeah, I'm feeling good. Like I said, I've just now gotten a good source of food, and I think this will revitalize me and it will power me through whatever this next phase of life. And I'm looking forward to it. All right, man. Well, I'm glad to hear you're doing good. I hope the kids are great, and um, I'll talk to you soon, Derek. All right, talk to you soon. Later, brother. First Zoom call for Derek. All right. We come over here to the chat. What's up, guys? We got people are liking the stream today. We got Derek. Everyone's saying Derek is based. You guys like Derek? Derek's awesome. I love I love that Kentucky accent too. It's a great accent, isn't it? Isn't that an awesome accent? All right, guys. You like these streams? You got to support these streams, guys. We got in kind of a slow day as far as super chats goes. I didn't see any support for what, thirty minutes. Oh no! Wait, there we go. We got. No, 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 no. We've got a couple. We've got a little bit of support. I just, did I, maybe I didn't see the alerts. Maybe I barely noticed it. Greta did pop up earlier. We've got to read these super chats. Thank you, guys. We do have some support. Thank you, Palmer Elrich. Sending a super chat. Says, just showing, just showing support. Good show. Thank you, Palmer Elrich. Appreciate that. Jessica C. is sending a Streamlabs, which is the best way to support the Streamlabs link is in the description, and there's also a, dis uh, a link in the description for jumping on the Zoom call. Well, telling vegans that they've been brainwashed is actually just one of the gaslighting techniques I want to highlight. <laughs> Thank you, Michelle Lowe. Jessica C. donated 15 Australian over there in Australia. Man, it, rough times in parts of Australia, too. I really hope to see some, uh, some Aussies standing up to this nonsense, but... Um, yeah, Jessica, hope all's going well over you, over there with you. She says, tried donating yesterday, but didn't work. That's weird. That's strange, but I'm glad it worked this time. So this, the, uh, <clears throat> the Streamlabs worked for Jessica today. Thank you for supporting. I appreciate that, Jessica. I don't know if you're still watching. That was 30 minutes ago. Uh, we got Little Big Toe just donated 9-11. Oh, great streams this weekend, says Little Big Toe, and God bless. Hey, I appreciate it. God bless. Uh, appreciate all the support, you guys. Please support the streams if you enjoy the streams. There's a link in the description for the Streamlabs. And, um, you know, you keep supporting. We'll keep doing these streams. Yeah, I've done, this is the third day in a row. I've been enjoying these calls. I, I get on here to talk to you guys. I've been staying up a little late. Hopefully I sleep in tomorrow. The, the sun comes through the window and it, it's a little hard to sleep. But, let's see, it's almost 11. We're almost at the four-hour mark. And we still got three at least three callers waiting on the line. Let's come over here and talk to Alco Goblin. All right, you there? Connecting to audio. It takes a minute to connect. Everybody in the chat, hit the Hello? thumbs up. Hit the thumbs up, hit the share. Hey, what's up, man? Uh, yeah, everything's good, man. I've been... Uh... Just wanted to make this appreciation call to, to let you know uh, I'm supporting, I'm watching, and thanks to you, I uh, found orthodoxy and everything uh, through JDR too. Oh, man. That's so <laughs> cool. Congratulations. Hey, I, I, what a blessing, man. I'm stoked. I feel, I feel blessed to, uh, to be able to receive this call and, and get some encouragement from you. You got, you got like a, a cool uh, yeah. filter effect going on there. We, it feels like... Like I'm like you're in a sci-fi movie with the way that the video yeah it's a, it's a, it's an effect of low camera quality. <laughs> I dig it, man. It's, it's like a uh, I don't know, like a THX 1138 sci-fi. Yeah, 
type filter there. Yeah, it started all with uh, Jordan Peterson and all that stuff with the carnivore. Okay. And, and I yeah, then started watching Frank Tofano back when he was uh, relatively normal. But he was relevant. And then, uh, <sighs> you know, back when he wasn't. <laughs> you know what whatever he's doing now yeah i don't know what, i haven't really tuned in but uh yeah i guess they're all they're all shills or something and i guess this is new thing but uh yeah, yeah cool, and then bart gay and then you know you and then jay dyer and uh, his discord server all, all of them are pretty nice now you're people. ortho bro really man. cool well that's yeah ortho bros i love it man that's so awesome what was it what was the um what was the final straw? Were you were you Protestant or atheist, or what, what happened for the? Uh, what convinced you to to become Orthodox? Well, I was uh, raised ga- Catholic, okay. uh, basically all because of my grandmother. She's really religious. My family isn't that religious. My father is basically an atheist, and my mother is kind of keeping it together uh, through Easter and Christmas. Yeah. But yeah, it's mostly my grandmother that's been through Catholicism, and then I just you know. Uh, fell off it naturally yeah, and right. you, i even went through like satanism phases yeah well, that's like the next step from catholicism it's like, okay, <laughs> that's ridiculous yeah and satanism is basically <laughs> like uh your average college student at, <laughs> like out of college you know these liberal <laughs> ideas Levain yeah satanism. yeah just smoke weed get into the orgy bed yeah just it's all cool and right it's like it's just edgy atheism essentially exactly yeah yeah levain satanism <laughs> levain satanism yeah, yeah. it's so gay levain satanism the Satanic Bible. Oh man. Yeah, got that <laughs> for sure. I remember reading that when I was in college. That's so cringy. We're just beasts. We're just animals. Follow your bestial desires. But it's funny thing. The, the Levian Bible. It's like there are certain there are certain moral judgments that they make while denying morality. It's kind of funny to me. You're gonna deny morality and then make all sorts of moral claims about what we should and shouldn't do. Like they say, morality is fake, but we should believe that morality is fake <laughs> we should believe that we're just beasts that's kind of silly yeah. yeah and then i went to england i moved to england to, when i was 17 i was alone basically for six years and uh just started watching like conservatives started with ben shapiro and <laughs> and then eventually like jordan peterson and then you guys <laughs> ben shapiro so, yeah. I, I, so, ben shapiro's voice is so funny man that's He's kind of an easy impression. I'm not going to bust out a Ben Shapiro impression. I haven't heard him in a while. <laughs> I'm tempted. I fell out of him when he was like, oh, all right, gang, listen, Ukraine is a dictatorship. Come on. Listen, listen, just, listen these, are, these are the most amazing sheets. You need Bible insurance. Look, I don't believe in the Christian God, but I love to sell things to people that believe in the Christian God. You need to buy my Bible insurance. Yeah. And now I'm kind of like, uh, you know, I'm, a, I'm on a carnivore diet for like uh, two years now. And I've been uh, struggling to, to, to kind of introduce that to my dad. But it's kind of difficult when he doesn't speak English. Uh, and I have all these resources and I can't really translate them. But he's really stubborn with this whole uh, thing, with uh, accepting it. Does he have... And, I, he and have... I even showed him like uh, examples on uh, Sean Baker's uh, website of like, hey... These guys are older than you, and they're like doing like what, what pole flags? What, what what are they called? Like flag stands? Oh, I don't know. I, I don't. It's like a calisthenics. Like they, 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 they grab a pole and then like do a fl- do a do a flag. Yeah, yeah. I never seen Sean Baker do that one, but yeah, I'm sure there's some calisthenics dudes out there. What's what? Why are you trying to help your dad? Is he have he have uh, diabetes? Overweight? Or what's going on with him? 
just just regular joint pains he's uh he's even like injecting uh medicine into his uh, joints to, to alleviate the pain medicine yeah uh, yeah but... that's those are situations where carnivore becomes pretty relevant right like if it's just hey dad i feel really good on carnivore i think you'd feel better so it's like he might not see a point to it but um uh, phil escott shout out to phil phil escott over there in the uk He's got a great story. He had terrible arthritis. Like his knee was blown up the size of a grapefruit at one time. He said it was so freaking horrible. Um, and complete remission with carnivore. So I think showing maybe like a podcast with Phil might be a good idea. But also just yeah, be- he doesn't speak English again. Oh yeah, right. Well, yeah, just be patient. What what language does he speak? Uh, Lithuanian. Yeah, you're in Lithuania. Yeah. Where'd you learn English? Video games. Movies, yeah, wow. Well, that was the best in class. Have have patience (laughs) with him, man. You got to have patience with family like that. It could be hard to uh, to convince them, especially with diet. People forget how important diet is to some people. Like they, that's like one of the main pleasures that some people derive from it, and they can get kind of enslaved to those passions there. So, um, yeah, a little bit of patience. as the thing is, I don't know how to approach it. Like if I if I constantly keep nagging at him, hey, don't eat this. I might come off as annoying and uh, just but make him uh, food. Like just make him steaks. Like if you just if you fill him up with good food, then he has less room for shitty food. That's another thing. You just give him steaks all the time. <laughs> make him steaks. That's one step. Yeah, but it's like he goes to the store and buys all this candy, and it's like, what what can I do? Take it, throw it away. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Um, I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's hard. But look, if he fills if he fills up on good food, fills up on good quality animal food, he'll desire that other stuff a little bit less, and he'll at least get the building blocks that he needs. And then you know the other stuff on top of it. Oh, excuse me. The other stuff on top of it. It might it might have some negative. I mean, it definitely is going to have some negative effects. But if you just try and displace that and kind of uh, lead him into it slowly, that might be the best way to go. Tried it. My mom tried it for like a, a month, I believe, and she got she she had a good experience with it. And uh, yeah. maybe I'll try, try to talk her in again, and uh, my dad will follow. But he's like, he always complains. Oh my god, I tried this, and I'm like, I feel like dying. I don't like. I don't want to do this because I feel like dying. You know, I get a fever. I get a, like all this negative stuff. Why does he get a fever? I don't know. Maybe like a transition from uh, carbs to fat. That, that oh, you, thing, you know? He actually tried to transition to carnivore? <sighs> yeah, a couple of times. But uh, he didn't like it at all. Yeah, that's hard, man. Well, just wait it out. Have some patience and you know, dr- plant some seeds. Eventually, maybe the seeds will sprout. And uh, I mean, you can't... If we worry about it too much, it can... It can become a pain in the ass to them too. Don't focus on it too much. Let him do his thing, and yeah. maybe eventually he'll come around. Yeah, maybe pray for him a, lot, a bit more. Exactly, and it's it's not just the diet, man. It's like there are other things that come that that are important. I mean, obviously he's in pain, and the diet is playing a major part in it. But uh, you know, just supporting him and keep dropping those seeds. Eventually, one of them will grow. Mm-hmm. Well. Anyway, uh, nice talking to you, buddy. Uh, yeah, man. Stay safe, or like uh, strong, and whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah <laughs> God safe, bless man. Your family. <laughs> Likewise, man. Uh, over there in Lithuania. Um, yep. Yeah. 
thanks for the support, man. Thanks for the encouragement. I appreciate it. And uh, yeah, call in another time, man. Call in once your dad, once you, once you figure things out with your dad. Let us know how. It hey, goes. sure thing, man. Uh, thanks. All right, man. See ya. Take it easy. All right, we got another caller here. What's up, guys? You guys like the streams? Support, support the streams if you like the streams, and we'll do more of the streams. What's happening, Antonio? Antonio. Hello, hello. Hello. Que paso? What's going on, Antonio? Not so much, bud. How you doing, man? I'm doing good. How'd you find this channel? How you how you getting how you find all those crazies over here? I literally just googled Zoom calls and I found you just by random. So you just found us randomly. You just find random Zoom calls and jump yeah. on Zoom calls. Yes. You've been waiting how long have you been waiting to get on this Zoom call? Uh... 57 here about 10 15 minutes okay i don't know all right what do you have to say for yourself what the heck are you doing just jumping on random zoom calls dude (laughs) (laughs) all right man well has i don't know if anything that we've talked about has been relevant to you what have we been talking about Mate. Where's your... Dude, you need... All right. Parents, don't give your children devices. Don't give your children iPads and iPhones and computers. They, I mean, you're lucky. You, you're lucky this is the, do, the Zoom call you jumped in on. You're lucky we're not some weirdos, man. Um, but uh, I don't know. You got anything to say? You got anything to ask? Uh, no. All right. All right. Well, are you, what are you going to do? You're going to keep just jumping on Zoom calls? He's, he's gone. He's gone. <laughs> what the hell was that? What are you doing? <laughs> oh, man. Kids these days. What, why did he should be on? Yeah, Omegle. This is, this is Zoom, dude. This isn't chat roulette. At least the kid's not on Omegle or chat roulette, man. <laughs> All right, what are you bigots in the chat doing? Uh-oh. I, I put the wrong, let's see, wrong link there. All right, we got kind of, we got kind of a slower day as far as the, uh, <laughs> as far as the super chats and stuff go, but we had, we had a fun stream. What do you guys, you guys want to keep going? We could take some more calls if anybody wants to call in. See, we've still, we've had nothing but friendlies. Isn't it funny? We, we put the link out and we tell uh, all these vegan stalkers who are constantly tagging me, DMing me, trying to get my attention, talking about me. Why don't you guys call in? Why don't you call in? You're always begging for my attention, but you don't call in. Yet some random ass kid <laughs> who's just finding Zoom calls just called in. <laughs> all right. <laughs> It is, it's almost 11 o'clock. It's getting late. It's getting late. We got quite a few biggest so much chat. I will do 
We'll do more call-ins next weekend. If you guys like them, we'll keep doing the call-in shows. I like the call-in shows. They're fun. The call-in shows are fun. We'll keep doing them if you guys keep supporting. We had some pretty good support yesterday. We had some okay support today from the Super Chats and Streamlabs. But, um, yeah, I enjoyed this. Got to talk to Jonathan. Got to talk to Derek Naz. Who else did we talk to? Talk to uh, Dr. Gregor and Vegan Gains. That was great. But uh, Rat Splatigan says that kids' arguments are probably better than lifting vegan logic. Yeah, he, he talked just as much as lifting vegan logic. Who, uh, you look, another one of those, uh, these vegans, obsessed with me, but still won't call in to debate. Swears he wants to debate, won't call in to debate. Um. <laughs> Alright, what's going on, guys? Come over here to the chat. Danny Patterson, Primal Edge Clips. What's up, Primal Edge Clips? I know who that is. Primal Edge Clips. Guys, check out the Primal Edge Clips. Oh, end stage. End stage tonight. Primal Edge Clips channel. Let me make you a mod. How are you not a mod? Primal Edge Clips about to get that mod status. You be careful with this hammer I'm about to give you. If I can find your... Where's your name? Where'd you go, Primal Edge Clips? There he is. All right. Yield it wisely. Wield it wisely. Yield? What are you saying? You must be tired. Yield it wisely, Primal Edge Clips. We got some more streams coming up. We got Tommy is going to come on next week. John Venus is going to come back on a stream. We'll do, let's do, who wants to do a call-in show with John Venus? How about that? Let's do a call-in show with John Venus and see if we get... See if we can bring in some, some vegan debates debaters then. Maybe if John Venus comes on for the call-in show and Tommy Kelly, former vegans, maybe then some of these people will actually call in to debate. But I'm getting only friendlies. It seems like all these folks who say they want to debate, they want to talk a bunch of shit on Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, but they don't want to call in and actually talk. Except, let's give a big shout-out to Nika. She wasn't talking a bunch of shit. She was actually really cool. Nika, the vegan, uh, she runs the show, the channel Veganica. She came on last night. That was cool. That was cool. But we've got, let's see, unless there's more people that are going to jump in on a call. I'm not seeing, there's nobody in the waiting room right now. All right, we're done. We're going to wrap it up. I'm out of here, guys. It was nice hanging out. I'll talk to you guys next time. You can find more at PrimalEdgeHealth.com. Become a member at PrimalEdgeHealth.com. You can get in on our coaching calls. We do the weekly coaching calls. And um, got some more streams coming this week. I don't think we're going to do any more call-in streams until next weekend. This might be a special weekend thing. I know the Europeans want to do a call-in stream, though. So maybe maybe one day this week we can do a Euro call-in stream, which would start about five hours earlier than today. The problem is I got all sorts of work that I do throughout the daylight hours, and this is... I mean, this is still work. This is my night work. Working on the night moves. The night moves. So anyways, thanks to my mods. Thank you, OK, Primal Edge Clips, and Chase for modding the chat today. Thanks to all the callers. Jonathan Irizarry, J.I. Fitness on YouTube. Derek Nance, who's got a channel on YouTube as well. It's Derek Nance. You can find him as well. Um, it's nice hanging out, guys. And I'll see you next time.